Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Breaking sports news when it happens on The Fan. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Friday. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the General Bobby Carpenter, and of course, our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark. General, we have navigated our way to the first Friday in the month of March. What's going on, man? Good to talk to you here in a new month. Oh, it's great to talk to you. Hey, one sixth of the month of the year is over. Yep. Two months down in this 2024, man. We are cruising along. It's supposed to be in the 70s this weekend. So, how about that? <laughs> Crazy. Like, my kids, like, they, it was sunny yesterday. So, they're trying to walk around without a coat. And That's like, 20 I, degrees. I understand that it's sunny and yesterday it was 60, but right now, 65, like, right now, it's in the mid to low 40s. And there's a breeze on it. So despite the head fake of the appearance of warm weather, we are back to normal-ish temperatures for this time of year. But, yep. man, we are uh, looking onward and upward toward spring. With a humble heart, you know, as we uh, as we always do here. So let's just recap this last week for us. Last week at this time, it was beautiful out. I mean, it was 60 degrees. Last Saturday, we woke up to like three to four inches of snow, Right. Uh, then that moved on earlier this week. We had a tornado, tornado warnings, uh, actual ones that came down like just a little bit west of us over in London. And then today it's going to be rainy with a high of 52. And then on Monday we have a high of 71. It's 25 degrees out right now. (laughs) It's got all four seasons one day. Oh yeah. One week. We just got, I mean, we are just covered on every single front. That's crazy. No wonder my head feels like it's about to explode. It's good. Yeah, a lot of people are getting sick right now because you get the snip, snap, snip, snap, a little Mm -hmm. cold, a little warm, a little cold, a little warm. Uh, No one one wants to tell you what's going on out here, and you're feeling it. Uh, But that's good. Hey, we got spring ball coming up. We got Ryan Day coming up today. There's a lot of good positive things that we're feeling combine going on right now just oh, yeah all kinds of good stuff all kinds of good stuff yeah you nailed it we uh we got a peek back into what our life used to be like before any responsibilities last night um so How great was that it, i mean it was interesting right i don't know if it was great knowing that the circumstances that led us uh to have that situation so the dog's down in dayton william's down in dayton meredith's mom is back and is taking care of the boy. So Meredith gets home from work. We had you know, a guy come out and give us kind of an estimate of what's going on. And if there's any bigger problems with our ceiling uh, yesterday, he's like, yeah, I'll try to fit you in on the schedule, you know, this weekend we're, he's like, we're slammed, but this is obviously very urgent. We're going to try to, you know, take care of you as fast as possible. I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. Uh, we'll see what happens on that front. Meredith gets home from work, you know, we're going over the plans and everything. And we were going to have like a little uh, birthday party this weekend uh, for William, but for us, more so, mm-hmm. it's like keeping them alive for a year. Yeah. I feel like that was, you know, we did an okay job at that. Yeah, preserving the species. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so we're just, you know, talking all these different things. And she goes, what do you want to do? 
I'm like, I don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you want to do? Like we have for the first time in, you want to get drunk? You know, four years, three years, however long we've had that dog. We just, we haven't, we haven't had the, oh, we don't have to worry about anything. And so, yeah, we went, went to a bar last night, just kind of hung out, went and got some dinner, sat at the bar to get dinner. It was great. I mean, it, it was, it was terrific. There were no rules. No rules, just right. Oh, a little Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. I love that, Beam. Oh, that sounds was, good for everybody. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a pretty terrific Thursday. How was yours, man? All right? Yeah, I had a good time, man. Just running around and beating yesterday. I had uh, my daughter, one of her friends, come over, get their foray into a little bit of weight training, working right, out. Nice. So, yeah, coaching through that a little bit. Oh, goodness, what else? I, actually, I was exhausted yesterday. Um, put together, I'd write some thank you notes and some different things. Took a little bit of a nap. I uh, got a good workout in. I was over at Ohio State over there talking about some of the, the problems and opportunities facing the university slash athletic department. Um, and then watched the Buckeyes last night, which was a rather pleasant experience in the second half, which <laughs> hasn't generally been the case. Yeah. When they have a lead, usually, um, you know, it's kind of like auto, auto, it's like autoerotic asphyxiation, being they take you right to the edge, except uh-huh. usually there's no safe word. Right. Last night, I mean, we actually re-seized control of the game, and then I was like, what was the score? I'm like, we actually won by 10. Yeah, 68 like, felt, felt pretty felt good. pretty good. We made our free throws, didn't just throw the ball out of bounds. Nebraska the cut the score down to two, and I'm like, eh, uh-oh. Dangerous. Uh, dangerous. Doesn't matter, man. They pulled it out, 78-69, Deeps, three and one, baby. Don't count way, them out. I'm all in on the 630 starts. Oh, it was great, wasn't it? The game was done by 840. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a thing of beauty. We got an awesome show lined up for you here this morning. NFL Combine going on. Uh, do a little Combine talk with you. What's it like You know, from a first-person experience? How weird are those questions general managers ask you? Do that uh, coming up at 6.20. Addendum to the schedule, 6.35. We're going to do quick hitters because at 6.45, coming up here in about 40 minutes' time, Ryan Day, he's going to join the program. Uh, we'll talk all things Buckeyes uh, with the head coach coming up here at 6.45. Jackets insider Jeff Sabota, he's going to join the program at 7.20. Uh, Bill Landis of the podcast, Dining the Ice, he's going to join us at 7.35. Uh, we're going to re-air Ryan Day for you around 8 o'clock, and then Age, he's going to join the program coming up here at 8.35. So a power-packed Friday edition of the program. Before we do anything else today, it is the first day in March 2024. Time for Today in History. Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. All right, buddy, what do you got lined up for us today? All right, it is March 1st. How about that? 61st day of the year, 305 days left. Shark, how many days left do you have to work? 497. Yep. Right? 497. That's a pretty nice little number there, Shark. As we look at that, we're going to divide that by... About uh, 70 weeks, right? 70 times 7 would be 490. Be 71 weeks, Bob. 71 weeks. Shark, I remember we were back at 100. Oh, I remember. Over 100. When we started, we were 200. Yeah. 71 weeks. Gosh. I mean, dude, you can already taste retirement. Oh, you oh. put, I mean, Shark, your unbelievable amounts of PTO that you have in. I mean, we're really under. Think f- about that. You take the you're weekends only, you're really away. Five, five of the seven days. Right. right. And then you add basically, what, three 30, months of PTO? 30 some days of PTO and holidays. I'm probably down to. Three hundred and 
75 days. How about that? That feels uh. remarkable. Feels good. Uh, but on this date, 1692, Shark, just make sure you don't get caught up here. Beginning of the Salem Witch Trials. Oh. The beginning was fine. The end was not so fine for someone, some of them. Uh, but they got that kicked off up there in New England. The state 1781, the Articles of uh, Confederation goes into effect for the United States, the precursor to the Constitution. The state 1805, Samuel Chase is acquitted of his impeachment. Only Supreme Court just, justice to ever be impeached. Nice. Why was he impeached? Brought, impeachment charges brought uh, by the House. They believed because of his partisan leanings, Beam. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> 1805, mind you. I'm going to put that in the back. 200, oh 220 almost years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, only one to ever. No, he was acquitted in the Senate well, on this date. But impeachment charges were brought. Uh, Shark was a big fan. He he loves a good comeback. And on this date, Napoleon returned to France from Elba. All right. I got to watch that. I heard that. My dad said yeah, it's pretty I good. Yeah, I need to watch that, too. And Ridley Scott did it, and he always does a really good job. I just haven't heard much about yeah, it my since dad it said it was out, good, so, yeah. so I need to I like walking Phoenix. Well, if your dad too. says it's good, I'm in. He does a great job portraying European crazy men. He does. You know, Commodus. Yeah. Uh, no. He does a good job portraying, his, or portraying historical villains. Yeah, Shark, why don't we get some music fired up here, too? I know we got some Eagles or something fired going. We got a lot to get in. Oh, there we go. This date, 1845, President John Tyler. Shark, what president was John Tyler? Uh, Johnny Tyler would be uh, number... You know who it is. Ten. That's right, because he followed William Henry Harrison, who was number nine. Tip from a the canoe state and Tyler, too. Absolutely. I'm, I'm working. I got I can... Jackson was seven. Eight's tough. Eight is Van Buren? Yeah. Yes, I've got them all. I'm gonna be. I don't know if I'll be able to get all whatever we're at 46 now, but I at least if I can get us up to Abe. Oh, I get stuck there in between the 30s. Coolidge, your in guys. between Tyler and Lincoln because you got like guys who Zachary can, Taylor and yeah. Franklin Pierce and James Buchanan. Those guys who just did absolutely nothing. Well, no, they did. They helped ushers toward a civil war. They were. <laughs> <laughs> they were so all don't act like they president. Don't act like they didn't play a part in it. They did nothing and allowed us to kind of just, instead of trying to galvanize the country, they sat on their hands and allowed us to go to Civil War. So that's fantastic. Kudos to those guys. Um, this state, 1967, Nebraska is admitted as the 37th state in the country. 1867. Eight, or 1867, yeah. Thank you, Dean. going crazy here. This state, 18. 18- 72 Yellowstone Park is established. First national park in the United States. Oh, yeah. How about that? Uh, Nikola Tesla gives his first public demo of the radio in 1893. And this was a sad one for Shark. He was trying to find some audio of it. This date, 1953. Uh, Yusuf Stalin uh, suffers from a stroke, dying four days later. So come Tuesday. What year was that? 53. Wasn't alive for that, Bob. I know. But you still pour one out for him. One of your idols and heroes. And didn't you name one of your boys, Joseph? Joseph. Yosef. Yosef. Soft J. After, uh, after Big big JS there, Stalingrad, one of your favorite places to visit. Uh, this day, 1975, the song you're hearing now by the Be- by the Eagles, rather, hits number one, The Best of My Love. 1977, two years later, one of my favorite songs, and it has an iconic, iconic 
appearance in the movie Blow with Johnny Depp. Blinded by the Light by oh, Man yeah. for Man is certified gold. Uh, this day, 1988, I don't know how Shark couldn't find this. Couldn't find Gordy Howe's 800th uh, goal, but he also couldn't find Wayne Gretzky's 1,050th assist passing Gordy Howe. I mean, did they not have? They not did didn't no have one, television back then. I guess must not in '88, especially. Yeah, that's, was he already in LA then? No, he's '88. Yeah, Edmonton still. I don't know. I don't I'm know. Sure. Shark, huge hockey fan. Uh, and then this date, 1998, ten years later, Titanic crosses the threshold, becoming the first film to gross over one billion dollars worldwide. Some birthdays. The man who really brought the NFL to the people. We talked to Albert Burrell. He's chosen. The NFL's had their commissioners, a different man for every time of what they needed. They needed a, the circus promoter back yeah. then. Pete Rozelle, born on this date, 1926, the third NFL commissioner. Alan Thick, father of Robin, star of Growing Pains, born on this date, 1947. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2016, way too early. Uh, Ron Howard. I only I was only remembering Ron Howard as uh, producer director. Do you know what else? Is, you remember him as Richie Cunningham, don't you? Happy Days. I, well, Happy Days on syndication. I didn't. I'm, now when you say that, he, I can recognize him. He was also Opie off of the Andy Griffith Show as well. But this produced some great great shows. Uh, backdraft, Cocoon. I know a favorite of yours, Shark. You're yeah. playing, trying to find that pool when you retire. Uh, Cinderella Man. What we got for Ron Howard Beamer? Nowadays, kids get 75 cents a week allowance instead of 25 cents. 75 cents? That's an awful lot of money for a young They get it, Pa. And they don't have to work for it like I do. It's as simple as this. Each, uh, each mother or father raises his boy or girl the way that uh, he thinks is best. And I think it's best for you to get a quarter and work for it. You do feel good after working, don't you? Uh-huh. Good and tired. Do you understand what I mean? I think so. I'm not going to get the 75 cents, and I have to work for the 25. Right. It makes me kind of sad. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that's OB. a great. That's a good line. That's amazing. That's a great. Is, I feel like yeah. the same conversations yeah. are being had today, except for it's twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dollar amounts are different, <laughs> level of work different, but it's still the same conversation. Why do I have to do anything for this, and why am I not getting paid more? Right. Uh, Chris Webber turning fifty-one today as well. Beamer. A two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked, and the referee missed it. Webber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he causes too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many. And so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake. That was the uh, original ball don't lie moment. Uh, You know what's amazing is my dad. I remember watching that. And my dad will never blame Chris Webber. He goes, his whole team abandoned him. He's like, what's Jalen Rose doing? Where's the point guard at? Yeah, why right. are you taking off and leaving your guy so with the ball? He's like, that's why he traveled. He drove down, panicked. This guy doesn't play in the back. Exactly. Like, what are we doing? I mean, so Chris Webber, 51 today. Remember the Fad Five. Kesha turning 37, the singer. Nice. Uh, Justice Be- uh, Bieber, crime-fighting Bieber, yeah. or Justin Bieber. 
Uh, are you a believer, Beam? Oh, yeah, I love him. I feel him. like you are. He's had a nice character arc. I didn't like oh, him for yeah. a while, and he's, he's back. popped back on the other side. You know what? Him and he's Miley, an affable character. Him yeah. and Miley Cyrus yeah. have kind of come back to neutral yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they have. you got to go dip and touch your to dip your toe in the villain pool sometimes. Yeah, you do. Uh, but Justin B, returning 30. It's crazy he's that old. Uh, Tyreek Hill. He's got an interesting character arc. Still a little villain in there, I feel like. Yeah, maybe. Uh, turning 30. And Jamar Chase. Here to guess. Tyreek Hill, 30. How old do you think Jamar Chase is, Beaver? 23. 24. Yeah. Super young. Some holidays and observances. Uh, it's baby sleep day, Beam. That doesn't matter to you. Beer day in Iceland. Uh, dress in blue day. Employee appreciation day, first Friday in March. How about that? Endometriosis, endometriosis awareness day. Uh, International Women of Color Day. National Day Gum. That's a good day. National Horse Protection Day, National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. How about Theo? Does he like some peanut butter beans? Oh, it's his favorite thing in the whole world. Absolutely. Especially depends on the vehicle of which he consumes it. National Pig Day, National Salesperson Day, Speech and Debate Education Day, Wedding Planning Day, uh, Plan a Solo Vacation Day, Read Across America Day. Uh, it's always March 1st is what it falls on. Dr. Seuss's birthday is the 2nd, so why not? There. Refired, not retired day, Sharks. So stay in there. Hang on. Hang tough. Self-injury day. World Civil Defense Day. World Compliment Day. World Seagrass Day. Zero Discrimination Day. And share a smile day. And those are your historical events, your birthdays, your passings. Your holidays observances for this date, March 1st. 61st day, 305 days remaining in this 2024. Very well done on that, General, as always. Share your, some of your tales from the NFL Combine next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now we are not tracking any crashes across central Ohio to let you know about, but we are seeing some busy traffic on I-71 as you're coming into downtown Columbus this morning. Also starting to pick up on the southeast side where 33 meets I-270. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The hardest part of your workday is over. You've managed to get out of your fart sack. Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today. Due to lack of hustle, deal with it. This is Morning Juice. A Friday edition of the program. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. The NFL Combine going on over in Indianapolis. Is, is, it, is it as weird as people say it is? I mean, some of the situations that you find yourselves in? Yeah, I mean, everybody has heard different stories about whether it's, you know, Des Bryant, people talking about his mom, yeah. you know, being a prostitute and asking him about that and insinuating those things and guys asking weird questions about you know your sexuality friendships family like really awkward things to try to make you as uncomfortable as possible the um i think the bears this year and last year ryan poles has a dartboard and has like a mini putt set up in their meeting room and he asked the players you know the perspective i I guess players like which one's uh which one they they want to participate in because he wants to see their competitiveness level i'm like that's Kind of crazy. <laughs> like, 
trying to figure out things to do is what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, uh, the worst part, uh, the worst part, and I'm sure that you will uh, also say this is the medical stuff that goes on. Yeah. We had, uh, I think it was Joshua Perry talking about that on here or on, I think on my show that we do on Valley's. He, uh, was bringing that up. Like, you know, you go through and when I was coming through, they still had every individual team had them, uh, check you out and so they're all doing all the special tests on your knees and shoulders and like does that hurt i'm like well it didn't when i got here but now it does because i've done this thing 17 times yeah and i've got you know 15 more or whatever in the hopper to get done so they they've started to do in pods now they get teams that have worked together before and they you know have like eight pods of four or whatever it is or pick your numbers how it's kind of split it out so they just can kind of have one doctor or two doctors kind of look at you and they'll kind of give a report to all the teams of, yeah. hey, this is what this is, what that is. How you feel about that is up to you, but this is kind of where we're at. Yeah, it's a pretty wild situation. And then you like go to the actual on-field drills. like, And it's not – like players don't participate nearly as much, I feel like, no. as they used to because I don't know if, if everyone's kind of gotten smarter. It's like I've got my pro day well, if, I, if I want to be able – it's going to showcase my athletic abilities, but no one wants to get injured and perhaps like tank their draft stock anymore. And I, a thousand percent understand it. Well, I mean, you can get injured, and um, what's his name from Michigan was hurt, blew his Achilles last year. Um, uh, uh, the defensive end, yeah, uh, outside backer, going to lose my mind thinking about that. Uh, but you can have that happen. It can happen at any time. It's not necessarily the injuries. Like guys will go and do position drills. It's just that you're not set up in a position to succeed. Like, and, but it, and everybody's in the same one. But I get it. if guys want to run in a more comfortable environment. David Ojabo was hurt David at their Ojabo. pro day. Their pro he blew it on as a pro day. So yeah. you can get hurt at any time. Right. And so it's not necessarily as much the injury as it is just poor performance, which could lead to a draft slot. And that stinks. Uh, but everybody's under the same circumstances. You're underslept. Your body aches because of what they've done to it. And the medical... And then they ask you all of a sudden now to go out and do this. So the good news is they flipped because the, the last piece used to be the workouts. Now they're doing that much earlier. But the bigger thing is those interviews is you get there for that. And they want to see you. They want to talk to you, yeah. get the medical and everything in one place. And so Marv's going over there. He's not working out and he's only going to run routes on pro day, you know, so he doesn't need to you know do the testing. Yeah, he's not working out. I mean, he's literally, he's, he's just running routes. He, film, got, he did the measurements and the yeah, my film was my film. Yeah, and so I get that he doesn't need to do that. But people want to go there; they want to meet you. They want to check through the medical stuff with you. I had to go back for a medical recheck because of my stinking ankle, you know. But I'd go in there, and I'll never forget. Like you get like twenty minutes with each team, you have to submit all this stuff, and at night from eight to eleven, that's the thing. You're going to bed at eleven. You're waking back up at you know five thirty the next day. You do that three days in a row. I mean, I was gassed. By the end of uh, these meetings, because you're in there, I mean, it's a high intensity deal for 20 minutes. Some teams are more relaxed, and some of them, have, you know, go to the whiteboard, draw up some plays. Right. I'll draw up some of the fallacies that you used to draw on the in your in, at Ohio State, and like joke around about it. Other teams are more serious. Some would videotape you in there. It was awkward. Some teams have like two or three coaches, like a Other, first 48 like style. Yeah, like, they know they have a video camera like right behind like them. interrogation. Yeah, right behind them. They'd all be there nice. locked in. I mean, it's it's a unique situation. Michael Scott deposition. Yes, and then it can be awkward like that too. <laughs> Some of the questions I'll ask you and yeah. why should we? I'll never get the Saints with Joe Vitt talking about me with AJ and 
You know, because I walk in there, and AJ was walking right out, and then they had Schlegs right after me. So we can pass, and AJ's like, good luck with that guy. And I'm like, all right. And they're like, hey, why should we draft you? I'm like, all right, well, you're saying we shouldn't take AJ? Then I'm like, you can take him if you want. I'm not going to sit here and talk trash about my teammate. Well, he said we should take him over you. He said he carried you the whole time. You're not near as good. I'm like, I, I, don't, I, I highly doubt I, that. I don't believe that he said that. He's like, well, he did. He was just sitting here. I'm like, okay. I saw him walk out, sir. But I, I, if he said that, that would be news to me. But I'm not because a lot of times they want to see you like how you speak to your teammates. Yeah, like, yeah they're pressing you. So like, he's one of my friends. I'll tell you why you should take me. I'll tell you what he's good at. Who you want to take then is up to you. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I think that you should draft me, but I'm not going to besmirch my teammate and friend. You think I'm going to turn code on that? So they're just trying to see like what's your Benedict made of. Arnold? Exactly, Shark Mark Howell. I mean, right. they turn on my friend on my country. <laughs> I'm going to be Judas, no Brutus, Benedict Arnold, Art Modell. Nah, don't throw me in with those guys. No. Well, no part of that. Your schedule for today, uh, players are going to work out. Mike Hall not working out, not anticipated, uh, expected to work out. And this is all on NFL Network, 3 to 8.30 uh, today. Still Chambers, Tommy Eichenberg working out today. Tomorrow, Josh Proctor and Cade Stover. Uh, excuse me, those are today. Uh, yeah. We had Steele and Tommy work Yesterday. out. Yesterday. Yeah. I was, I was going to uh, say, I saw a video of those guys. Yeah, like, I, got the, I, got the, I got the days wrong. Like Rocky uh, and Apollo, like yeah. high-fiving out there. <laughs> I saw awesome. this video of those those two guys just looking at each other. Yeah. I'm like, that's great. Uh, so today you get Josh Proctor, Cade Stover. Tomorrow, Mayan and Marv, but Marv not expected to work out. And then uh, Matt Jones is going to work out on Sunday. So mm-hmm. uh, there you go. That's the schedule for the NFL Combine coming up here in Indy. Again, time change today. Coming up in 15 minutes time, we're going to check in with Ryan Day. So we are uh, going to do some quick hitters. And one new NFL owner already has his hands in the mix and is getting very hands-on at the Combine. We'll do that next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a happy Friday to you. Right now, if you're heading out, no crashes that we are tracking across Central Ohio. We are seeing some busy traffic on 161 coming in and out of the New Albany area this morning. Also on I-71 coming into the Columbus Metro. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagerwald. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you make a wise crack about Dayton Pizza... Beamer will murder you dead. Ah, humor. I have it too. This is Morning Juice. Yeah, we here on the Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy, leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, always visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Again, if you're just joining us this morning, this is a segment early because we got head coach Ryan Day coming up here in about 10 minutes' time. Sharky? Yes. Happy Friday to you. Oh, it's my favorite day of the week, BMZ. Josh Harris is the new owner of the Washington Commanders. He and his group of investors spent $6 billion to buy the team from Dan Snyder. That's how much? $6 billion? $6.05 billion. Most ever spent on a professional team. Uh, Harris wants to make sure his front office doesn't screw up the number two pick in the draft. So he made the trek to Indianapolis for the combine and has been sitting in on interviews 
with the top quarterbacks in the draft. Some people don't like meddling owners, but Bobby, when you spend $6 billion on your team, I guess you do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. That doesn't mean that it's prudent. And I'll say this, and maybe it's because Parcells was the coach at the time. Even Jerry Jones wasn't in on the owners' meeting, and I don't think, or my player meeting. I don't think anybody was. Now, granted, I mean, I wasn't a quarterback; they weren't drafting that high. But I don't know any any owners that were in any of those meetings. Heck, some of the head coaches, Parcells wasn't even in my meeting with the Cowboys. Robert Sala's not even there at the combine yet. I mean, he's I getting there tomorrow. Yeah, and some of the guys have other stuff they're doing, especially if they're building out a staff, but. You know, and as Breer said, there's going to be guys who, who haven't gone this year. And you talk about Kyle Shanahan and mm-hmm. uh, Mc, uh, McVeigh. I mean, they didn't go. So I mean, it's different, but I get it. I don't know if it's all that helpful. I don't either. Uh, I mean, right? I mean, you're buying a team for $6 billion. You obviously you know, rule you're the You're entitled to it. Of course you are. You're entitled to anything. I mean, it's your company. You own it. You know, you can do whatever you want. Uh, when you own something like the Washington Commanders, change the name, make a new stadium, even though FedEx is pulling out, I guess, the naming rights for their stadium and that dump they got over there in D.C. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like if I was a Commanders fan, like, yeah, you went from Dan Snyder, now you get Josh Harris, who obviously I seem are very different people. Uh, I'm not sure I would love the owner of my franchise being in the meeting rooms. Like, let your people that you have hired do their jobs let them do that give them the leash so i don't know i mean we saw last year david tepper getting involved with the uh bryce young cj stroud thing and i mean look how it's worked out for them now it's a little bit different they have the number two overall pick compared to the number one but yeah just it's kind of a weird situation thanks for that covid rule caitlin clark is eligible for a fifth season of college basketball at iowa she's already the women's all-time scoring leader in ncaa history But yesterday, Clark announced that she will not return to the Hawkeyes after this season. Beamer, think maybe there's a chance she'll be the number one pick in the WNBA draft. (laughs) I I think she'll probably... I don't know what the FanDuel odds uh, are on that. If they Terrible. have released, they're not even giving them to you. Uh, that would be minus one hundred thousand that she's going to be the number one overall pick uh, in the WNBA draft. But a huge congratulations to her. What a success uh, that it's been. It makes that, and that's the reason why these tickets in Iowa City are so expensive uh, for this weekend's game when the Buckeyes uh, go up there and visit them on Sunday afternoon. I mean, it's the last time that Iowa fans are going to get to see her in Carver Hawkeye Arena. So until the NCAA tournament. Do they Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah no, that's no. right. Yeah, they host they host games uh that's right. Uh in the NCAA tournament, but the last home game, I mean it's a top obviously it's a top 5 matchup and you get the Buckeyes coming in, they want revenge. Uh a lot of pomp and circumstance surrounding that, but no, I get it. I mean, what else other than a national championship which they might do this year? What else does she have to accomplish in, in college? No, I mean, she wants to go and move on. I get it. She's yeah. been terrific. Her team's right there where they need to be. Hopefully the Buckeyes get a win at the end of this thing, and we'll see ultimately how that goes. But I'm Kayla pumped. Clark, I'm, dude, yeah. I'm so excited for that Sunday's going to be great. And it was nice that the men's team won last yeah. night, get a little momentum going into the weekend. Glad tidings and good feelings for all. I was telling Meredith about your neighbor's uh, situation yesterday. She goes, yeah. that's unbelievable that that happened. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. you couldn't even get two tickets into the game for the price that you know they paid to go over there with the team flight and hotel. Oh, yeah. and- Seats right behind well, the bench. Right behind the bench. Seats yeah. behind the bench now are sixty five hundred bucks a seat. Nine rows up. <laughs> I mean, so you're talking minimum thirteen grand on Crazy. that. Crazy. Uh, yeah. So I think we can all agree, Beam, that being number one doesn't suck, and we should know because we're on this show, and that's basically what we do. <laughs>
print number ones. Hey, I want to tell you about my friends at Pella Columbus. Not too long ago, there's a big fancy window survey done. And you know what, Pella? You were voted number one by Columbus, the leading window brand in town. Number one for innovation, the most trusted. Number one for improving the look and value of your home. I think that's all we need to say. And if you're ready to look at windows and doors that are truly game changers for your home, well, see my friends at Pella Columbus at their brand new Polaris showroom or visit them at PellaColumbus.com. All right. Head coach of your Ohio State Buckeyes, Ryan Day. He is going to join the program coming up next. Morning Jupes right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a happy Friday to you. Right now we are watching one crash on the east side where I-70 meets 270. This is a crash on that ramp to get onto I-270 southbound from I-70 eastbound. There are lane closures on that ramp. Move to the right as you approach that area. Also, 665 west of Harrisburg and Georgesville Road is shut down right now because of a pull down and AEP crews are unseen. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Counting down the days until Sharks retirement. You are listening to Morning Juice. 497. We're under the 500 threshold for Sharky. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Cruise along here on a Friday edition of the program. Right now, we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check with the head coach of your Ohio State Buckeyes football team. He is Ryan Day. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Uh, always appreciate it. We've had a crazy couple of, you know, past couple of months here, a couple of weeks, just getting back off the Buckeye cruise for cancer. I mean, first and foremost, uh, were you able to contain Bob uh, on oh, that geez. ship? I know that might be uh, quite the challenge for some people. <laughs> I tell you, uh, this is my second year on the cruise, and uh, this year did not disappoint. It was uh, it was another not only great time, but just uh, more importantly, uh, the generosity of so many just continued to, to blow me away during the whole trip. Uh, you know, the folks who were on the trip, the former players who have given back so many, and we were actually able to bring nine of our guys onto the cruise, and one of them was Avery Henry, and kind of told his story. And you know, who knows, you know, where Avery'd be right now if it wasn't for um, you know, the James Cancer Research Hospital here on you know, Ohio State's campus and, and so many on that cruise have given so much to help and so it, it was it was great to have our family there for the second year. Absolutely and great to see you with the, the wife, kids, everybody enjoyed it. The current players I thought represented themselves very well, Coach Testament to you know, the program, the brotherhood and all of them kind of echoed those sentiments as they talked about why they came back and everything they want to get accomplished and as you're kind of on the precipice here, ending winter conditioning, beginning to start spring ball, you know, what are some of the plans of trying to integrate some of these new guys that maybe a couple more transfers than in years past? Yeah, and like you said, Bobby, I think the story is the guys coming back. I know that you know some of the high-profile you know recruits that we brought in or, or portal guys kind of get everybody excited, but to me it's the guys who decided to come back and you know really you know, come back for their senior year and, and, and a you know, want to accomplish some goals that, that we've set here. Um, and, and they've come back with a look in their eye and we know it's a long road to next year, but what we've done is, you know, we put that leadership group together like we've done each year. Uh, but they've been a big part of that and it's been very, you know, leadership and senior driven. Uh, we've integrated some of these guys and, you know, we think very 
long and hard about bringing guys into the to the program because it's a very pr- prideful program, and you don't just walk into Ohio State and think you're going to play. Uh, but I think it's been very good. I think the guys um, have embraced some of the new new faces, the newcomers. But to me, it's the guys that have come back. And you know, these guys are veteran. They've been through a lot. They've been through a lot together. And I think the work ethic so far has been uh, you know, extremely noticeable. And, and these guys are fired up now to get back on the field. Yeah, you know, Coach, it was fascinating. I think it was Jack Sawyer was the first one uh, to kind of signify that, you know what, I'm coming back. And then like Emeka and kind of everybody else uh, in that group followed. What does that, I mean, what does it say to you about those guys wanting to come back? Like they could be in Indy right now. They could be participating in the combine. They could be heading off uh, to the NFL and nobody would be batting an eye. But what, is it, what does it say to you about this group that you've got coming back, hopefully loading up for a special year? I think it started with, you know, the former players um, and the teams that have come before. I think it's always important to know, you know, where your program's been. And I think the brotherhood that's been set, you know, for a long time is real. And you don't come to Ohio State necessarily for that. You know, you, you come for, you know, so many other reasons. But once you get here, you know, the idea is that you stay for your teammates, you stay for your coaches, you stay because you want to be a Buckeye and you want to accomplish goals. And that, that's really what happened. And like you said, some of those guys jumped on early and said, hey, man, let's, let's do this together. And, you know, we were able to, um, you know, have it make sense for those guys nowadays with, with some of the things that are going on, with the resources we have within the program. And, you know, some people really stepped up in big ways to make that make sense for them. Uh, but ultimately, you know, it has to be about unselfishness and, and wanting to be part of a team that accomplishes, you know, their goals. And, um and so, you know, it's great to have these guys back. Um, I think the idea was to get the right people in the right seats in the off season. Um, I think we're pretty close to doing that. And, and then now it's all about going to work and, and being great uh, at the no talent issues and, and really developing our discipline and our skill uh, this spring. So you make some moves, obviously, on the coaching staff. Chip Kelly, one of the more notable ones on the offensive side. Ryan, you know, a guy who you know, you've, you've been around you know, for really a lot of your college career, professional career coaching in the NFL as an assistant player with him. Now, you know, he's going to be working with you. You guys have been apart for a number of years now, diverged, coming back together. I'm sure there's a lot of similar uh, similarities in terminology, but just kind of philosophy. If you look at what UCLA did, I mean, big running team in a variety of ways. How we How are we planning on integrating that together? And, you know, what is kind of the philosophy as you two come back together? Yeah, it was very um, you know unique situation uh, for us to get back together like this. And um, you know, I first off, like you said, I played for him. I've worked for him. He's been a good friend. Uh, but we and we've always stayed in touch. So so he knows what Ohio State is. You know, he's not coming in blindly. Um, but I, but I think the thing that's been exciting so far is just sitting down as an offensive staff and and talking through the things that he's done, the thing that we've done here the last. Um, you know, six, seven, eight years, uh, the different quarterbacks that we've had, the challenges that we have, um, you know, the big teams and the big games that are coming ahead, you know, the, the change in the, the playoff system next year and how long that's going to be. It's going to be more like an NFL season. How does that all play into next year? And then just great schematic conversations. And, and that will evolve. Um, you know, we really focus in the spring on developing the individual player. Uh, now the schemes have to get you know, introduced and, and guys have to understand how they fit into the schemes. But more importantly, we want to get guys better fundamentally, technically. Uh, and then as we head into the this, this summer, that's really where we start to bring in, you know, the schematics and the team of it all. Uh, but that being said, so far, there's been great conversation. You know, I think our offensive staff is, is excited to have, you know, a new voice in there, a new perspective. 
So, um, you know, that's going to be, you know, exciting to wake up every morning and go to work knowing that, you know, it, it's going to be, um, you know, I, I think the offense will have a lot of similarities, but there'll be also a bunch of new things. He's head coach Ryan Day with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. You just mentioned it, Coach, 12-team college football playoff. Obviously a very seismic shift uh, in the college football landscape. I mean, even if you had got to a conference championship game, that's 13, 14, 15. If you make it all the way to the college football playoff final, now you're talking about 16, 17 games. Uh, I mean, how, how deep do you feel like you have to be at each position because, uh, I mean, we know there's going to be injuries. It's battle of attrition. It happens every single year. How deep do you feel like your roster needs to be um, to be able to be competitive in these extended seasons that we're going to get into here? I think it's a great question. It's something that, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about and talking to the staff and, and Mark D'Antoni about. We used to go into a season used to saying, you know, you, you have a need a pair and a spare. Um, but I think it's more than that now because of the length of the season and, um, you know, in the NFL, if someone gets hurt, you know, you just you sign somebody else off of waivers. Well, you know, we only get so many guys. You know, we get 85 scholarship guys, and then we get some walk-ons. And, you know, you're going to have to play depth uh, early in the season. You're going to have to build depth early in the season because, um, you know, those games, uh, as they mount up late in the season, uh, if you do lose guys, guys are going to have to step up and play. You're going to have to play depth. Um, and so I, I think that's critically important. So, I think you know, in an ideal world, you're three deep at each position, um, and and that's you know a part of you know that first quarter of the season, first half of the season is building that depth and getting these guys on the field and getting those quality reps, so that in the second half of the season, you know if, if guys need to step up in certain spots, they're ready to go. Uh, but I think it's it's a very interesting conversation because this is the first time we'll ever play this many games. So, Coach, have you, uh, are you getting a chance to head over to Indy at all? I know some of the coaches go. Sometimes they don't, you know, just depending on schedule-wise. So a couple of our assistants are going to go. Um, I think maybe James is going to head over and maybe Keenan Bailey to go see Cade. Um, just coming off of last week with the crews, I felt like I needed to be here with Chip and kind of grinding in the in the meeting room. Um, but but I know um, I've talked to those guys. You know, they're excited about getting over there. And, and then we have our pro day here, um, you know, in a couple weeks. So um, I won't be heading over, but a couple of our assistants will. So Kate Stover took to the podium uh, the other day and talking about you know his your impact upon him and just even his position change. I want to you know play about thirty seconds of this and then kind of hear your responses. You know he kind of credits a lot of his success and his career to you. I think Coach Day is an unbelievable person. I think he's an unbelievable line, an unbelievable coach. So much of what we did, uh, though we came up short multiple, multiple times, I think so much of what we did and who I am as a person now comes from him, especially on the ball field-wise. I mean, he was a, he came up with the idea to come move the tight end in the first place. That was his thinking, and I respect the hell of that guy forever. He's never, ever not held his word with me, and that's, that goes a long way. Going to Ohio State gives you the best jump to start your life, start your NFL, Felker, everything else. It prepares you for everything we could do here. Uh, coach Mick, Coach Bailey, all the strength coaches. Those relationships I'll have for the rest of my life and cherish forever. So, Coach, I mean, obviously, a player transition from one position to another, big move. I mean, how, how do you generally approach those conversations with guys? Yeah, I mean, first off, you know, just hearing his voice, you yeah. know, kind of, you know, it's just the, you know, it almost puts the hair on the back of my neck up just because of what a special person he is and you know, how much, you know, being a Buckeye has meant to him and, and what he did and the way he developed when he was here and the impact he left. I mean, this guy left so much behind. He's just one of my favorite players. And, uh, man, I'm going to miss him. But, yeah, I think when, when you 
when you make it a position change, I think it has to come from the individual player. And, you know, if they're not willing to embrace it, then it probably isn't going to work. Because, as you know, you know, you're going to fail. You're going to fail quite a bit. Um, and I think that was the thing with, with Cade was like, man, you, you have to want to do it. Here are the things that we see in you. I think you can be, you know, a top three-round NFL, uh, NFL tight end, but um, <clears throat> but you have to want to do it. And, he, you know, he fought it a little bit early on. You know, he, he was a very uh, aggressive player, um, had that mentality that, you know, almost of a defensive player. But, um, you know, I, I challenge him. You, you can bring that same mentality at tight end, you know, and gave him some examples of that. And then during that Rose Bowl, he went back to linebacker, and we had to kind of talk him back into to play in tight end. Um, but 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 he did, you know, he he embraced it, and then you just saw him develop over time, and he became one of the best tight ends in the country. And I think you know any NFL team that gets him is not only going to get a great player, but an unbelievable guy for the culture of their team. You know, lastly, coach, I mean, it's a position that you played, your son plays. It's obviously highest highest scrutiny. A lot of movement in the quarterback room. Young guys coming in. Will Howard coming over from uh, Kansas State. Pretty crowded room. I mean, how do you try to deploy these guys in spring to kind of make sure everybody's getting reps, opportunities? I know you've looked at kind of two fields in the past. You know, how does that kind of look as far as trying to make sure everybody gets gets the ample opportunity to be able to develop? Yeah, it's, it's about the reps, like you're saying. You just got to get get on a field and get these reps uh, going and. And then, you know, put a body of work together. And I think the thing that I'm going to share with them is that you can't win the job in one day, two days, three practices. You have to do it over time. Um, and so what can happen in a situation like this is you want to stand out and then you start, you know, maybe taking chances. And, and that's not going to help our guys. So what we need to do is make sure we're getting them enough reps because that's ultimately what they want and that's what they need. They need to go play. So um, we'll find creative ways to create, you know, as many drills as possible to get them as many reps, whether it's seven-on-sevens, half-fields, and then obviously the teamwork will be the most important. Coach, we always appreciate the time. Thanks for carving out some of t- some time uh, out of your super busy schedule for us here this morning. Uh, have a great weekend, and we'll check in again soon. Thanks again. All right, guys. Thanks. Here you go. Ryan Day, head coach Buckeyes, with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Great stuff from him, as always. Going to kind of uh, go over some of the things that he just said coming up next. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a happy Friday to you. Right now, we are watching one crash on the east side where I-70 meets 270. This is a crash on that ramp to get onto I-270 southbound from I-70 eastbound. There are lane closures on that ramp. Move to the right as you approach that area. Also, 665 west of Harrisburg and Georgesville Road is shut down right now because of a pull down and AEP crews are unseen. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stucker. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Rob Manfred's least favorite radio show. This is Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us on a Friday. Brandon B. and Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. 
Had Ryan Day on the program in the last segment. Some fascinating things. Go over that here momentarily. 7.20 this morning. Jackets insider Jeff Sabota. He's going to join the program. Talk a little CBJ with him. Bill Landis fills in for Austin Ward. Coming up here at 7.35, we'll talk some Buckeyes. If you missed Ryan Day uh, just mere moments ago, fear not. In one hour from now, we will replay that interview with what we just did with him. And then at 8.35, A.J. Hawk, he's going to round out the program with us as he does every single Friday. Again, coming up here in around 90 minutes time. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Canes take down the jackets last night over at Nationwide. Uh, They're in Chicago tomorrow against the Blackhawks at 8 o'clock. 7.30 coverage begins on the fan. Last night over at the shot... Buckeye men's hoops took down Nebraska 78 to 69. John Diebler three and one. Now they get Michigan coming up here Sunday uh, at four o'clock, three o'clock coverage begins uh, here on the fans. So um, I just, if they win their last couple of games and they win a couple of games in the big 10 tournament, then they're seriously going to be on the bubble. Well, you got to think. They beat Purdue, who's going to be a one seed. They beat Michigan State, who's probably getting in. Beating Nebraska was huge because Nebraska is a bubble team. So, like, you have to, if you can knock off other teams to kind of replace them with you, that gives you a great opportunity for like the head to head comparisons. Yep. And they've got Michigan, who's not very good. They're well, the worst Michigan team. beat you at home. They earlier, did, but they're, the they worst had... team, but they're the worst team in the Big Ten. Did you see any of the game against Rutgers last night? Listen, <laughs> sorry. I so watched, I'm, I'm, I watched sorry. pretty much the whole Ohio <laughs> I, I don't State know. Game. I don't know why I asked. No, I'm not Tim Hall. I'm I not going to double up my basketball consumption on a random Wednesday night. It started at 6.30. My wife was like, this is the best. I can watch this. And by 9. Well, she was in bed at 8.30, so I had to tell her how the ending came out. But she's like, hey, did they win? Yeah, they did. And they mm. it actually felt pretty good at the end. It was like a warm bath. The warm bath without you throwing the toaster on me, which is usually what happens at the end. Not anymore. Hey, we're up by... Got this sucker turned around. We're up by nine. Like, if they could just get up by 11. But every time they get up by nine, they turn it over. Two. Then they hit like a a bang of three at the other end. I'm like, (laughs) and this is how a nine-point lead evaporates to two. Because... We don't get a score. They get one turnover foul. Boom, a couple more. Now we're up by four and it doesn't feel very good. Oh, missed a bad shot. Oh, they went down and scored. But you know what? They never relinquished that lead. They held on to it and then yep. they grew it at the end and it felt pretty darn good. I mean, all without Bruce Thornton, too. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Royal, Devin Royal. He's a, I mean, he's a, st- he's really. The first half of the season, it took him a little bit of while to kind of grow into the college game. He is getting a longer leash, and he is oh yeah, and like his his like, not he's a good a, shot, not a good okay, it went in. He's an he's an offensive guy, but even I I mean I thought his rebounding his defense, rebounding was his good. rebounding was really good last night. He got called for over the back at the in the last like five four or five minutes. Yeah. Like, that's and that's a, whoever's coming. It looked like it was straight up to me. He's like yeah. I think Devin's got a good gripe on that one, but. Yeah. Uh, he played really Assist well. Assist the steal too. Like he, he's doing really all this without Bruce Thornton. Too. I mean, like I'm trying to think who else got on the Jameson Battle went nuts Battle last played night. really well. Not that so. was a huge game for him. 
Um, gosh, what did he have? Thirty some. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. He was getting close to his high score. Thirty-two. Yeah, his high. His high was Indy era when he was at Minnesota. Was thirty-eight. Yeah, I mean he was. That's, that's cooking. The thing was, he was ten for ten from the line. They fouled him a lot at the end, so he went there. You felt yeah. good. Gale made his free throws down the stretch. Like Roddy, he loves to dribble to the baseline and pick up the ball. Yeah, I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> that's why Dealer had a timeout quickly, like the two minute mark. He's like. Probably a good one. We well, got fouled in the last three minutes, and then he missed both of them. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. and like he was eight for twelve from the line. I'm like, yeah, it'd been nice to give me that ninth or tenth there. Yeah. <laughs> Felt good, but he had ten boards. You know, he leaked his ankle at the end. It was good to see him get came back. Came back, had four turnovers, which didn't really feel all that good. Um, you know, Bonner didn't play all that well last night, and by playing all that well, I mean he was zero for six from the field. But you know, Battle played really well. Um, Havy did some good things, but Devin Royal off the bench, like mm-hmm. I said, was really good. And then, um, who else? Someone else played Middleton had nine. Yeah. That's a, had that big three mm-hmm. being big three from deep play. I'm like, I don't know if I, okay, I went in. So I don't know if we should be taking the, the pull up three off the dribble four feet outside the yard. Watch this. Like, watch to uh, hold yeah. my beer. We're like three seconds <laughs> left in the shot clock. Like, well, got to fire sometime. Uh, but they did a great job. Very impressed with those guys. Dealers doing a fantastic job getting the most out of them. And yeah. Yeah, they played well. Like they shot 38% from behind the arc, 85% from the line, 43-ish percent from the field. You know, but they didn't and they turned it over 13 times, so it wasn't like the cleanest game in the world, but they played really hard. 43 to 33 on the boards. Yep. Anthony Schlegel approved. How do you spell toughness in basketball? Box them out the gym and rebound. Box them out the gym. And they did a fantastic job. Got a nice nine, I thought it was 10, nine point win, whatever. Felt really good at the end when you're dribbling out the ball and they're not even fouling you. Yeah. And then Roddy takes a shot because they just kind of press <laughs> He's a little like, bit. Yeah, it's 17 seconds. Like, Hold on, Roddy. Why did you dribble in the paint? I haven't paint? been in this situation very many times this year. And they're like, why did, you, why did you dribble in the paint and pick the ball up? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. They're not even fouling you. No, they're not even really playing. You dribbled into the paint and picked up your dribble with 17 seconds left. Forget about the five seconds. You're going to get a three-second call unless you do something. Oh, my gosh. It's like, yeah. and Roddy, he played well. He yeah. did some really good things. couple turnovers there. Missed a couple free throws, but listen, he chipped in four, uh, what do you have, 13, four, uh, six, 16. 16. Yeah, so like, he did a good job, you know, and 10 boards. Like, that's big. Yeah, double-double, man. It's, it's a nice game for those guys. Real Dealers doing a great job, and so what do they have, Michigan? and Michigan and Rutgers. They get Rutgers and, at the rack, which is... And Rutgers, what is play. their, are they a tournament-ish team? Uh, Rutgers this year, no. They're 15 and 13, 7 and 10 in conference. So they're like they're kind of like us. They're kind of, it's good. Two winnable games. Yep. They, Ohio State has. You no, got a couple of Q one games with the Purdue and the yeah, Michigan State. And you have win. no Q three Q four losses. You're going to have to probably win two games in the turn. But if you win these two games, you'll probably be somewhere in the. If mid- you win these two games, you're mm-hmm. nineteen and twelve overall. You're nine and eleven in the conference. Gosh, I wish you could be ten and ten. If you wouldn't have, well, well if you wouldn't have blown the Purdue or Penn State lead earlier, Indiana, or the Indiana uh, one at home. Uh, pick your poison uh, on that. Um, but and then if you win a couple of tournament games, then all of a sudden it's like you're firmly on the bubble. Yeah. So I mean, it it's, th- it's there. It's 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 in front of them. So yeah, we'll see. But again. also by winning these two, you're not going to be rolling in the, as a 12 seed anymore, which is also big. You yeah. have winnable games. 
their next game comes Sunday against Michigan. Three o'clock coverage begins on the fan. Ohio State women's basketball team, your Big Ten champion, Ohio State women's basketball team, on the road in Iowa City taking on the Hawkeyes Sunday at 1 o'clock. 12.45 coverage begins uh, on ESPN Columbus. Um, Ryan Day just joined us in the, in the last segment. I thought it was fascinating You know him kind of talking about building out the roster with these New college football playoff games mm-hmm. coming up here. How a pair to spare. Drop the pair to spare, which is a yeah. trestle. I said that to Shark. You could probably find, I don't know, some audio of Tress talking about a pair and a spare. And I was like, you know what? That's good. That's, that stayed in that head coach's office for did. a long time. Well, and he's been talking to Tress a little bit. Tress has been on the boat. And I know, you know when you're a young coach, you're trying to find your way. I say, Ryan, he's, he's it's the first time the coach at Ohio State has been more my contemporary than someone who I would have played for. Yeah. And, you know, it's his first coaching job. And though he's been here, you know, five years, six years, whatever, like it's, it's still, you're, you're learning. There's always things you're going to be working through. And this is obviously a very critical time in his career. Uh, but him leaning out, you know, bringing in Chip Kelly, a guy who he, you want to talk about an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Having totally. a guy on your staff who you literally played for in college. And then you, he gave you kind of your start in the coaching tree of kind of elevating you. And now you get a chance to bring him in now as your OC. Yeah. And that's you're his boss. You're his boss, which I should have had that may have been a more pertinent question. How does Chip How's respond the dynamic? to you being his his quote boss? Well yeah. quote that, Ryan. Uh but that's you know, the relationship they have is obviously a good one. And you know, Chip runs a similar offense, but they did it in very different ways last year. So and, and when he was at UCLA, so the divergence here is going to be interesting of how when they come back together, how this whole thing looks. And that's what you know. I find it, I found it fascinating for him to say he was like, "It's going to look, you know, it'll." He's like, "It'll be different, but at the same time, it'll still look like an Ohio State offense." Yeah, you know, like it's still the offense that I'm, you know, running well, the terminology and a lot of yeah. the for me, a lot of that stuff will be similar, which is great. But it's an influx of some new ideas. And if you watch UCLA play, we'll say this: you go last year, like, and especially you talk about Chip with some of those Oregon teams. Like everyone thinks like up tempo, pass, pass, pass. No, no, no. They want to run it and they'll run counter 47 different ways. There's one time they had like three polars, one of them being a wide receiver coming around. I mean, mm-hmm. they, Chip likes to get real creative with that. And then you obviously have, uh, Justin Fry, who's been with Chip and now with, uh, Ryan. So he, he understands kind of both of that. So you have a nice piece that has been there for kind of both things. Yeah, absolutely, man. So it was great stuff from him a little bit earlier. Again, we're going to re-air that for you coming up here uh, around the top. Really good stuff from Ryan. It, yeah, it was. And I thought it was a good job out of you kind of queuing up that Cade Stover cut. Too. I don't know. You had the best question, he said. Great question, <laughs> B. That's, I, I like yeah. to pride myself on that. And you you usurped me. So well done, sir. Um, it was it was great stuff and talking about Cade. And I mean, that guy had been snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap around. I mean, so much. It's like, oh, you go to tight end, you know, from playing linebacker. But then all of a sudden, we're down linebackers. We need you to back at linebacker for bull prep. <laughs> and then back to tight end for the Recon- next year. Reconvinced. I think <laughs> it was very pertinent because Ryan said, like, you just can't. You can just move guys. But they're not going to be very good if they don't buy in. Yeah. And so that's. He talks about his sell, quote, sell job of just, here's a new position we think you can be really good at. You've got to believe that. And I know it's different, different sides of the ball, but you can be the same type of player over there. And frankly, offensive offenses like those aggressive guys. Yeah. And how that transition went for him early. He's like, he had too much aggression for an offensive player. And, Kind of had to dial in the reins uh, a little bit. So it's great stuff from him. Again, we're going to hear that uh, coming up here around 8.05 uh, 
a little bit later on this morning. If you want to listen to it right now, uh, you can head to our Twitter account. I believe Sharky tweeted that out, at MorningJuice971, uh, and you can take a listen to that. For now, Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota. He's going to join the program coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and happy Friday right now. Still watching a crash on the east side. Expect lane closures on the ramp from I-70 eastbound to I-270 southbound. Again, that is on the east side. Also, watch out on State Route 665 just west of Harrisburg and Georgesville Road as AEP crews work to clear up an incident over there. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Steigerwald. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. If this show made a scented candle, it would smell like bad coffee, unwashed jockstrap, and grass clippings. I wasn't sure how you take your coffee. You're listening to Morning Juice. So, mouth or enema? Who's along here? Little Friday edition of the program. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. At this time, every single Friday, we get to check in with our good friend. Morning Juice presents Talking Jackets. Give it back to Johnny Gaudreau. Left wing circle. Takes a shot. And he scores! Sponsored by Schottenstein Roofing, proud partner of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Heading out to the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, our Friday guy. He is Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota. Jeff, thanks for the time, buddy. Always appreciate it. Uh, did we have any troubles locating our phone this morning, last night? Or are we all good on that front? <laughs> well, we are, we are all good, but I will admit this is the first time all year I almost slept through the thing. So, oh, uh, boy! <laughs> So if, if nothing makes sense, I will admit, uh, you, you just woke me up. So uh, this could be a good one. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Schlegs comes on every week, uh, Jeff, and, and that, his alarm <laughs> rings like, you know, 16 different times. And uh, I'm pretty sure one of them, he was just, he was dreaming while he was talking to us. So uh, it can't, it can't be that bad. Uh, Jackets with another sellout. I saw you tweet this last night, 11 out of the last 13 games over at Nationwide uh, being a sellout, Jeff. I, I mean, just. You know these these fans here. We got, we want a winner so bad. Um, what does it say to you, kind of just about about the fan base and the continued support of a team that is, you know, for all intents and purposes, been out of the playoff push since this the year the change in the year. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you asked me that because it is truly incredible. And we go around the league, and sometimes you go to these places, and and there's just no atmosphere in the building, and it's just dead, or there's just not fans in the building, and and we've you, know, you go to places like. I remember last year near the end of the year, we went to Philadelphia and there was probably half full. And, you know, that's a great hockey city. And, and we were in Ottawa a couple of weeks ago and that's, in, you know, in Canada and there was just no one there. And you, you come back here and you get these sold out buildings and you get the energy that's in the building. And it's truly incredible. It's 11 out of 13. Uh, you know, last night's a Thursday night. You know, we've had a lot of weekend games and a lot of big names. And so you understand, you know, hey, you know, people are going to go out and have a good time. It's the weekend, you know, you're there. You know, you're going to get people in the building no matter what. But, you know, like Thursday night against Carolina, uh, to sell that one out, keep it going, uh, it really is truly incredible. The fan base, you know, is really impressive at, the, at this point. And so, you know, I know every time I, I, I tweet the number, you know, people, I get responses. People say, you know, you know they, these fans deserve a winner. And they do. They absolutely do. There is absolutely no doubt about that. And I think it's coming. You know, I've been 
positive all year because it's you know it's a young team that is is growing and i think that it's not that far away um and so i certainly hope that's the case because i can't say enough about the way that this fan base shows up and supports this team on a regular basis and so uh shout out to the fifth line it's not just the people in the building it's the energy uh it's it's the passion that's there uh i say it's not this way everywhere you go around the league i can tell you that because i see it so uh these fans really should be uh, proud of themselves, and, and hopefully it's coming because it's going to be awesome when it gets here. Do you think they make any moves before the deadline? I don't think it's going to be a super busy deadline, which means it probably ends up being a super busy deadline. Uh, again, just because of if you look at the, the you know the contract situations, and uh, again, it's usually uh, an unrestricted free agent. I, I think we've talked about this previously, but you know it's a, it's the unrestricted free agents to be that are kind of the players that get moved the most. And the Blue Jackets only have one of those players in, in Jack Rosovic. So, uh, you know, in Jack Rosovic, it's not going to be a major trade that, uh, at, at this point. So if he does get moved. So, but at the same time, you know, you've got John Davidson. You've got a new, you know, not a new set of eyes because he's obviously been with the organization for a while. But uh, maybe a different perspective than, uh, than the Armo Kekalainen. We know who knows. So, you know, if a team calls and all it takes is one phone call to change things. Uh, you know, and, you know, I, again, they've had too many defensemen all year. So I mean I think they wouldn't mind moving it, uh, a player if they get the opportunity to do so. Like I just if it hasn't happened yet, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. But uh, you know it, it's just going to be really hard to trade a guy like an Elvis Merzlikens because of his contract. I don't think they want to move Boone Jenner. Um, I, you know I don't think that there's really that many other pieces that are likely to move. But like I say all it takes is one phone call. But my, my gut feeling is it's not going to be uh, this the busiest of deadlines. So again, watch me be wrong, but. Uh, that, that's just kind of the, the feeling I have just because of the way things kind of work out, not because they don't want to do anything, but just because of where they are, you know, contract wise and as an organization at this point. I also don't want them to move Boone Jenner. Um, if that, I don't know <laughs> if you can run that up the ladder to JD as I know he's kind of doing GM work right now, Jeff. Um, speaking of that, as we check in with Jackets Insider, Jeff Sabota here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, any update on the, uh, I mean, are they waiting until the end of the season for a GM? Uh, I mean, guys are obviously, you know, with NHL teams right now. Like, how's how's that going, that, that search for a general manager here? Yeah, there certainly won't be a hire, I don't yeah. believe, until the end of the season. But, you know, you, you can you, know, you, you can talk to people and things like that. You know, John Davidson said, you know, people reached out right after the uh, the move was made. But, you know, I think for the, the, the serious work is going to happen when the season ends because you are right, as you said, the, a lot of the, the uh, candidates that they're going to have are going to be with teams that, are going to be making playoff runs and, and, and the like. So I think that, uh, you know, certainly that it'll be, everything will be in place by, let's say the, the, the combine and the draft and things like that are in June. Um, so I would say somewhere in the, you know, things will probably start heating up in April uh, when you get to the end of the season. And then, you know, you kind of do your due diligence and uh, sometime in that springtime, you'll have a, a new general manager. So, uh, you know, I'm sure they've, they've started, you know, I'm sure there's a list. I'm sure they've started, you know, kicking tires and having some conversations and, things like that, but I, I would not expect anything to really heat up uh, until the season's over. So John Davidson's the one making all the decisions right now for hockey then, correct? I think yeah, I think the buck stops with him. At a, you know, it's a team effort with the front office they have, but I think if you had a nominal general manager at this point, it would be John Davidson, yeah. Okay, perfect. I, so just curious, because we were talking about the trade deadline, and do you think that's an impediment to anything happening? I know that they don't have a ton of expiring contracts or things to move, but the fact that, like, there's not the traditional GM structure in place that that could be an additional impediment, or is that something that could be a benefit? 
Um, I wouldn't say it's an impediment. I mean, I think you've, you know, you've, you've, you've come up to our offices at Nationwide Arena, and they've got all these guys that are right next to each other. They've been talking about these types of things since uh, uh, the season started. I mean, there's a lot of conversations on a daily basis as to what they're going to do. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the fact that there's not, you know, Yarmo Kekalina there, uh, you know, that there's been a plan in place really from the start of the season. And, and so I don't think it's going to end up being a huge impediment uh, to where things are going. And, and, you know, John Davidson, you know, you're not going to find anybody in the league that knows more people than John Davidson. So, I mean, if, you know, there's not, I don't think there's going to be any problems for him having conversations or being part of these things. And he even said, you know, when they made the move with Yarmo Kekalina and, you know, they talked about the trade deadline and, and he's been willing to say, you know, here's, you know, if I've had any conversations, here they are, you know, here's where we're at. So I, I don't think it's going to be a huge impediment. And, and as, you know, as I said, and, and you said, I, just the way things kind of line up, it's probably not going to be the biggest trade deadline. So uh, I, I don't think it's going to have a huge impact, to be honest with you, uh, for a variety of reasons. Jeff, always appreciate the time. Thanks for waking up with us here this morning. Did a great job. You were very, uh, very cognizant in your thoughts. So round of applause to you. Uh, go back to bed. Enjoy it. We'll check it again next Friday, okay? As long as I sound better than Schlegel, that's all I'm shooting for. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, that's like saying, can you skate better than a deer? I mean, what does that mean, Jeff? That's a fair point. <laughs> See you, buddy. Have a great weekend. All right, you too, guys. There he goes. Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Have you ever seen a platypus beam? I haven't. Not in real life. I think we all agree that being number one doesn't suck. The Jackets, they should try it. They'll let them know how it feels. And again, I want to tell you about my friends at Pella, because not too long ago, there's a big fancy window survey done, and you, Columbus, voted Pella the leading window brand in town. Number one for innovation, the most trusted, and number one for improving the look and value of your home. I think that's all we need to say. The Pella, they're on par with the morning juice. Mm. And if you're ready to look at windows and doors that are truly game changers for your home, and see my friends at Pella Columbus in their brand new Polaris showroom and check them out online at PellaColumbus.com. Austin Ward on vacation. Bill Landis, his comrade's going to slot in for him next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a happy Friday. Right now, watch for crews clearing up a crash on the ramp from I-70 eastbound to I-270 southbound over on the east side of town. Backups are building in those southbound lanes right now. Also, watch out on State Route 665 just west of Harrisburg and Georgesville Road as it is shut down as crews work to clear up an incident over there. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagger. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Beamer is tweeting about Formula One. Oh, hells yes. Bobby is tweeting Rick Springfield concert video. Both are a cry for help. This is one twisted mother. This is Morning Juice. Friday edition of the program. We're going to be Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Huge show today, Beam. Huge. Huge. By the way, yeah. before we hop in here. Well, we got to get to McAfee later. Did you see any of the McAfee stuff? Oh yeah, he's uh, he's throwing rockets. Yeah, he's throwing. He wasn't. He was. I would. I just thought it wasn't really a warning shot. I don't have a boss. (laughs) I talked to Bob Iger and Jimmy Pitaro, guys who are the CEOs of Disney ESPN. I don't have a boss here. Yeah, that was uh, some fascinating stuff. Yeah, had Ryan Day on earlier on in the program. 
Uh, Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota joined us. Usually we're joined by Austin Ward, but he's on vacation. So right now we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check with this comrade of the podcast in Dotting the Ice. He is Bill Landis. Bill, thanks so much for the time, buddy. Uh, always appreciate it. I mean, do you have the same amount of PTO days as Austin does? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't know where he finds them all. I, I, I forgot he was on vacation this weekend. He's out there just setting again, so it's good for him. Forgot he was on vacation since the season's been over, Bill. That's all he's been on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. over under more days. Have you seen him more or seen him less? I think I've seen him. I've, I've seen him less, and he's been out there uh, traveling the world with a golf club in his hand. Apparently, yeah, he really has been. Uh, let's get to some Buckeye talk, shall we? Got Buckeyes over at the combine. Where does the combine rank for your non-sporting events to cover, Bill? Uh, you know, the the first couple times I covered it, um, which is probably like eight or nine years ago now, uh, I was really looking forward to it. Uh, and then that, that quickly went away. So I kind of I, I kind of feel like the combine has sort of run its course. Even even as like a TV entity, it's not it's not particularly interesting anymore because a lot of the best guys don't work out. So then I don't really know what you're watching for. Um, the interviews there, like from a media standpoint, can can be okay, but there's just so many people there that you know it's not really all that worthwhile, and you don't talk to the guys all, all that long. So like I understand why it's you know still holds some importance for the league, but then medical stuff and the, and the team interviews, but there's like a, as an event, I, I don't know. It feels like to me, it's kind of lost its luster a little bit. Oh, Bill Lane is the naysayer. Been hanging out with, you've been hanging out with Berm too Berm, much. exactly. Negative. Without yeah. Austin there, negative Berm has rubbed off on you. And we're yeah, going to right. we're gonna have to bring you back up to Positiveville. The good news though, we're right around the corner from spring ball. That's going to be taking place here next week. What are you most anticipating and excited about? I do, I do like spring balls and sporting events. Just to make that clear, I do, I do still see the importance of that and, and uh, like it, like it very much. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to a few things, Bob. I think the, the biggest thing for me is what's going on up front on the offensive line, trying to figure out what that right side looks like. Just how many guys are in the competition too, right? Like I think we're going to see Josh Fryer play some guard, and then I think you'd assume that you're going to see Luke Montgomery and, and Tegra Shabola kind of battle there for, for the right tackle spot. But does Carson Hinsman get involved there at the right guard position potentially? Does, does Zen Mohalski, who was the starting right tackle this time last year, kind of get back into that mix too? So you're, you're potentially looking at a, a, a competition for two starting jobs between like four or five different guys that – um, I think it would be a little difficult to manage uh, over the course of 15 practices. I'm interested to see how exactly Ryan Day and um, Justin Fry decide to kind of split those reps up. But I think it's going to create a really competitive setting more than anything else, which is what Ohio State needs, because I'm, I'm still of the belief that, that they're, they're looking for answers up there and that the answers can, can be in-house. Like I don't, I don't think they definitely need to go into the transfer portal once spring practice has ended, but – We'll see how that all shakes out here over these 15 practices. Because I, I really think if you look up and down the roster, both sides of the ball, the only spot that I have a major, major question about is is what they're doing on the right side of the offensive line. He is Bill Landis with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. What does the wide receiver death chart look like to you, uh, Bill? I mean, I know it's probably going to look different a little bit uh, from spring ball by the time that we get to the regular season. But, I mean, who's who's in the running for the kind of that third spot, you think? Yeah, that's a good question because I, I think that the first question we have to maybe get a get a handle on is is what Emeka Buka is going to do. He's primarily played in the slot his entire career, like seventy five percent of the time, I think, or something like that. 
But I look at him as a guy who could potentially play outside some. Um, and, and even if it's not a wholesale move to the outside, um, were they gonna, are they going to try to find some kind of balance there between the two that could potentially open up an opportunity maybe for Brandon Innes to be that third guy if, if he can kind of emerge as the starting slot receiver while Emeka moves around a little bit. And, and if not, and if Emeka is going to stay kind of where he's always been, then, then I think you move on to, to a Jeremiah Smith, who I, I realize is a true freshman, but um, he's about as, as special as, as true freshmen get. Um, and I know he'll get put through the ringer. I'm sure he already has been through winter workouts and, and um, you know, conditioning with, with Mick and those guys. And he'll have some tough matchups against Ohio State secondary once practice starts here next week. But um, to me, he looks like a guy who's, who's kind of ready for it. So I'm excited to watch that play out. But, but I think it'll be either one of those two, Jeremiah Smith, Brandon Ennis, and then the other two spots kind of kind of spoken for by Emeka Buka and Cardinal Tate. So I know we got a chance to hear from uh, James recently, you know, the newly minted linebacker coach, one of the 10-man assistants on staff. Lots been made, obviously, with the addition of Caleb Downs. What does that mean for Sonny Styles? I mean, is it a foregone conclusion at this point? I mean, he's going to be a linebacker moving forward this year in your mind? I think so. Um, I mean, you know, they haven't said that. They're, but both James and, and McIrary kind of deferred to Jim Knowles, who we've not talked to yet. And I don't. I think we're going to talk to him on Thursday, so we should get some some more answers there um, regarding that. But but I, I think that makes the most sense. We can look at what they have in the secondary. I just I just don't know how often you want to be taking Lathan Ransom, Caleb Downs, or Jordan Hancock off the field, and then if that's the case, then then I, I think Sonny is, is a similar caliber of player. So then where do you put him? And there's just kind of a, a natural place to put him there at the, at the will linebacker spot if you wanted to. So I, I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. Um, I, I'm expecting to see Sonny play a fair amount of linebacker um, this spring. I guess it's 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 worth pointing out that like throughout the offseason, we've seen position coaches kind of you know share photos of themselves and their players on, on social media. And um, when the defensive backs and the linebackers um, had had their day with that, uh, Sonny was still with the defensive backs. So. Um, that was a couple of weeks ago, like around the Super Bowl time. So we'll, we'll see if, if and when Sonny is like officially a linebacker. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I think we'll at least see him play some snaps there this spring with the ultimate goal of, of playing him there on the ball. Back to the offensive side of the ball as we check in with Bill Landis here on the Morning Juice. Uh, you know, I mean, it was, it's been fascinating offseason for Ohio State in the transfer portal and Quinshawn Judkins coming over, uh, going to help Trey out some of the workload. Uh, right there. I mean, how do you how do you see him being integrated into this offense, Bill? And um, just as we kind of get through spring ball and then make our way through summer workouts, like what ultimately if both these guys stay healthy all the way through the season, what's that work share going to look like? You think? Yeah, I, I think it'll be mostly a split. Right? You you might um, within the course of a particular game decide you want to you want to ride the hot hand, whoever whoever might have it. But I, I think both these guys want want to kind of split the workload, not be not be someone who's going to carry it 250 times like, like Quinshawn was doing at Ole Miss. And like, I think what Travion would do if he could get through a season fully healthy. Um, so I think they're probably both, both pretty excited with the idea of, of being able to play fresh throughout the season and having a, a pretty high caliber back to complement them. Um, the, the thing that I'm excited and interesting about now with the addition of Chip Kelly as offensive coordinator is like Chip, Chip is not afraid to get creative with his best playmakers. And I'm wondering if, if that at all increases the chances of seeing Trevion and Quinshawn on the field together at the same time, um, not a lot, but that, that's something in the past that I've, that I've wanted to see Ohio State do when they have had two um, really good running backs. Um, and, and for whatever reason, they've just sort of been reluctant to, to get into much of that. 
and I think I think Chip might be a little more willing to to uh, to do it. He could get creative with those guys in different spots and kind of use all his best playmakers at the same time. So there, there's you know there, there's a world of possibilities when you have two two backs that are as good as these two guys. But but I I do think both of them. They're both going to get the ball a lot, but I don't. I don't know that one is going to kind of outshine the other in terms of getting the majority of the touches. We have more possibilities than a cheesecake factory menu, Bill. I mean, there's all okay. kinds of options there. Uh, we had Ryan on earlier. I, I wish I I would have asked him this. Um, you talk about Chip Kelly and the creativity. What is it? And I, maybe you can ask him this with his first availability. What What does it look like when Ryan has to overrule his former head coach? Uh, <laughs> for the first time yeah that's a, it's a funny dynamic there i'm not i'm not sure um the thing that i liked about the addition of of chip kelly and it's like bill o'brien, bill o'brien i think was would, would have been perfectly comfortable speaking his mind too but, oh, of course uh, there, there, there's, there's a there's a there's a funny dynamic there now with with chip having been ryan's coach and boss and now now it's sort of flipped on him but i i, I don't think chip is going to have any, any hesitancy to tell ryan when when he thinks differently about a, a, a plan of action either. So um, I think it'll be good for the offense. Um, and it's not to say that the guys that have been in there previously um, were, were hesitant to speak their mind. Um, I just think it carries a little more weight when it comes from someone like a Chip Kelly or, you know, the alternate universe, someone like, like Bill O'Brien. Like I, I think Ryan Day is a great offensive mind, but, you know, there's not one, one coach out there that has all the answers. So, so I think it'll be good for Ryan is, they figure out what they want to do on offense to have a, a, another strong, experienced voice in there and one that he has some familiarity and, and comfortability with that, that can, I think, take potentially uncomfortable conversations and, and turn them into something productive. Bill, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for hopping on with us here this morning. Looking forward to the coverage of spring ball coming up here next week. We'll check in again soon, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. There you go. Bill Landis, podcast, dotting the eyes with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Tons to get juiced about on this first day of March. That's next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a happy Friday. Right now, watch for crews clearing up a crash on the ramp from I-70 eastbound to I-270 southbound over on the east side of town. Backups are building in those southbound lanes right now. Also, watch out on State Route 665 just west of Harrisburg and Georgesville Road as it is shut down as crews work to clear up an incident over there. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just a couple of dudes being guys. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. You're listening to Morning Juice. We're on the Juice. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line over at feelgreatcolumbus.com. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Newman Roofing. Call Newman Roofing today at 614-NEW-ROOF or visit online at newmanroofing.com. Hi, Bob. A little Friday, buddy. Let's get you juiced. Oh, goodness, Beam. Love getting into stuff. We had Ryan Day on earlier at 645. Going to re-air him after this, so stay tuned. Make sure you're locked in. There we got my guy, AG, coming up at 830. I think my... Uh, third son, Cullen's going to maybe be hanging out with them tonight, getting nice. involved in some mischief with his 
Uh, boy Hendricks. By the way, too, know. if you can't listen to that live, if you're heading into your workplace, we got a stream. Hop on the stream. Hop on the stream. Listen to it on the pod. Yeah. Wherever you listen to podcasts. So, all that's got me juice. It's the first Friday, like, back from the cruise, like, post-Super Bowl. Kind of in the month of February, I feel like, you know what? I'm not, like, recovering or preparing or somewhere else. Like, just just relaxing. We've got this cool little game night we're going to do tomorrow night. So, I'm pretty excited for that. Family um, game night? Yeah, family game what, night. What's the game of choice? I don't know. Game it's like night. a family feud. There's this place you can go to play oh, games over okay. here. I'm not sure. It was nice. set up for me, but I'm excited I thought for you that. guys were breaking out risk, and I'm like, there's yeah. going to be fights. Oh, no, no, no. This is like, you're explaining to a family feud and how that works. That's fun. The kids are pretty excited about it. My daughter's got her first lacrosse scrimmage this weekend, so pumped about that. Got to train her and her friend yesterday. Love being around them, watching kids start working out and doing some things. So excited. feel kind of like schlags, kind of like a meatball with that. You get to Arnold this weekend. Yeah. That's literally got you juiced. <laughs> I mean, I will pump you up. The Arnold. The man schlags, you know, he's fired up about that. He's staying in town this weekend. So he's super juiced about that. You know, get spring ball on the horizon, started class this week. There's so much positivity. Shark has like 360 days left of actual work days. How many segments is that, Shark? I mean, who knows? It's <laughs> multiply, yeah, multiply by 12. And then I, I finished um, I finished this book, When Breath Becomes Air, on the boat. It's an older book. Finished Atomic Habits. I'm crushing through books. I'm going to get to four before like, the end of two weeks. Way to go. Trust gave me a book on the boat, so I normally ask for recommendations from him. He actually brought one to me as well. What a guy. So I started reading through that last night, and it's pretty good. But when Breath Becomes Air, it's a story about a, uh, phys- a uh, surgeon who actually gets cancer, lung cancer, during like right at the end of his residency. He's about to become a doctor. Ends up being, it's terminal. It's incredibly bad. He ends up passing away. He writes this book. His wife has to finish it for him. Um, it just gets so bad at the end. It's, you know, and I know it came out, I think 2019, something like that, 2017. Um, it talks about his having, he has a daughter right before he passed away and just his experience with that. And the last page that he actually wrote, I thought was very, very interesting. The last paragraph. It says, when you come to one of the many moments in your life where you must give, uh, an account of yourself, provide a ledger of what you have been and done and what you meant to the world. Do not, I pray, discount that you filled a dying man's days with sated joy, a joy unknown to me in my prior years, a joy that does not hunger for more, but in hunger for more and more, but rest satisfied in this time right now. That is an enormous thing. And I thought like, you know, when you're, Laying there on your deathbed in life, and you look at the account of everything that you've done, you know the joy that you've brought into other people, and the joy that you've had for yourself, the experiences you've had with others. Those are the things that really count. Shark, what Shlay's got to say? Listen, man, if I got to go chase somebody down, right, real fast, gas station ready, Waffle House ready, and I got to sprint thirty yards. Okay, like I'm not gonna have anything pop where I just boom, I just just power into the ground and I accelerate on their, you know, all up in their face. I want you to think that, that is the guy he, that's right now training talk, dudes. What was he talking about? Probably having to go race somebody, chase them down in a fight if they, I don't know, who knows what the <laughs> circumstances were. His voice sounded so different than what it did on the Buckeye Cruise ad. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say he didn't sound nearly. Survivors back. Nice. What season are they on? Season 46 Jeez. started Wednesday night. The greatest show, uh, TV show of all time. Uh, season one started in the summer of 2000. 
thousand. They've run two man. seasons every year, except for like an eighteen month hiatus during the pandemic. But why did uh, they take a hiatus on during island. the pandemic? I mean, I feel like if there's any show that they could film, it would be that one. Survivor, literally. I mean, that's what it's called. <laughs> no masks on the island. No medical care. Who survives? Lord, please let me die before CBS ever cancels Survivor. <laughs> I don't want to live a in a world. I don't want to live in a world where there's no Survivor. Well, and then I don't want to have to be the guy, but if you want me to be the guy, I'll show up with a hairdryer one day. <laughs> the uh, Amazing Race is starting Wednesday, Oops. a week from Wednesday. I think you like and I would be a good pair on the Amazing yes, Race. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm a really good mapologist. I would be uh, great being the uh, yeah. And there's so many places in the world that I'll never get to. So it's nice eye candy, uh, the amazing race for you know just seeing it vicariously yeah. through a TV show. Uh, also, what really has me juiced, Jake Diebler. He's an Ohio kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows all about the rivalry. And so when he was asked last night about Senior Day coming up this Sunday against Michigan, this is what he had to say. We know how important this game is, certainly to celebrate our seniors, certainly because it's you know we're nearing the end of our regular season, but, but make no mistake, this game is important because it's the team up north. We own that. We are leaning into that starting tomorrow. We didn't get the job done at their place earlier in the year, and we expect to get their very best. I think that's the beautiful thing about rivalries. Hopefully that is a high, high-level game from, from both sides. That's the best part about them, and we're going to be ready to go. I don't care what sport it is. We need to beat those dastardly Wolverines beam. Absolutely we do. And they got hammered last night against Rutgers. So they're uh, three and fifteen yeah, they're, in the Big Ten. And one of those wins came against us. Yeah. So hopefully revenge uh, is best served cold. It's the reckoning beam. On Sunday. Congratulations to Paul Keels. The twenty twenty three Ohio Sportscaster of the Year was honored yes. last night uh, over at the shot. Uh, let's listen to Paul's most recent uh, game winner, shall we? Devin Royal looking to inbound. Devin Royal still looking inbound, gets it to Thornton. Thornton dribbling up the left side, gets it up court Bonner. Bonner on the left wing, fakes, forces a deep three up and in! Dale Bonner hits it from the left wing! Dale Bonner wins it for Ohio State with a three from the left wing. One of about 10,000 calls that you could pull from Big Daddy Paul Keel. So big congratulations to him. He has been, he is, and he will always be uh, the greatest of all time, in my opinion. So uh, big, big congratulations to Big Daddy for winning that honor, I think for like the 10th year in a row. (laughs) So uh, good job out of Paul. Big congrats to him. If you miss Ryan Day in the 6 o'clock hour, if you're not, we're going to share that with you coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a happy Friday. Right now, watch for crews clearing up a crash on the ramp from I-70 eastbound to I-270 southbound over on the east side of town. Backups are building in those southbound lanes right now. Also, watch out on State Route 665 just west of Harrisburg and Georgesville Road as it is shut down as crews work to clear up an incident over there. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stargirl. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Cash Browns and Smackdowns. You're listening to Morning Juice. 
Hour number three of the program for us on a Friday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Momentarily, we're going to be rejoined by Ryan Days. We get to check in with him in the six o'clock hour. Coming up in about 30 minutes time, we're going to check in with our Friday pal, AJ Hawk. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. Your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. We've got a sound clip, Dr. Duff, for AJ2, which uh, I'm very excited to unveil to him and to the rest of the world. Make sure you stay tuned in for that in some way, shape, or form. Pod, stream, whatever it is. Absolutely. So age coming up here in about 30 minutes' time. Canes handled the Jackets last night at Nationwide Arena, 4-2. to They're in Chicago tomorrow. Take on the Hawks at 8 o'clock. 7.30 coverage for for us begins on the fan. Huge. Uh, Got a uh, nice little mega Sunday of hoops for you coming up uh, a little bit later on this weekend. Women's basketball at Iowa Sunday, 1 o'clock, 12.45. Coverage over on ESPN Columbus. And then Sunday afternoon at 4, Ohio State takes on Michigan Senior Day over at the shot. Sharky just played some of Jake Diebler from last night, talking about what that game means, rivalry. 3 o'clock coverage begins, and the Buckeye men's hoops team did win last night. 3-1, uh, and one, Deebs is at the helm of this team. They took down Nebraska 78-69. to 69. A little bit earlier on, we were joined by head coach Ryan Day, and we're going to head back out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check in with the head coach of your Buckeyes. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Always appreciate it. Fresh back from the Buckeye cruise. Did we have any problem containing Bob on the ship? <laughs> I tell you, uh, this is my second year on the cruise, and uh, this year did not disappoint. It was uh, it was another not only great time, but just uh, more importantly, uh, the generosity of so many just continued to, to blow me away during the whole trip. Uh, you know, the folks who were on the trip, the former players who have given back so many, and we were actually able to bring nine of our guys onto the cruise, and one of them was Avery Henry, and kind of told his story. And you know, who knows, you know, where Avery would be right now if it wasn't for um, you know the James Cancer Research Hospital here on you know Ohio State's campus, and and so many on that cruise have given so much to help, and so it, it was it was great to have our family there for the second year. Absolutely, and great to see you with the, the wife, kids, everybody enjoyed it. The current players I thought represented themselves very well. Coach, testament to you know the program, the brotherhood, and all of them kind of echoed those sentiments as they talked about why they came back and everything they want to get accomplished and. As you're kind of on the precipice here, ending winter conditioning, beginning to start spring ball, you know, what are some of the plans of trying to integrate some of these new guys that maybe a couple more transfers than in years past? Yeah, and like you said, Bobby, I think the story is the guys coming back. I know that you know some of the high-profile you know recruits that we brought in or, or portal guys kind of get everybody excited, but to me it's the guys who decided to come back and you know really you know, come back for their senior year and, and, and – you know, want to accomplish some goals that that we've set here, um, and and they've come back with a look in their eye. And we know it's a long road to next year, but what we've done is, you know, we put that leadership group together like we've done each year. Uh, but they've been a big part of that, and it's been very you know leadership and senior driven. Uh, we've integrated some of these guys, and you know, we think very long and hard about bringing guys into the to the program because it's a very pr- prideful program, and you don't just walk into Ohio State and think you're going to play. Uh, but I think it's been very good. I think the guys um, have embraced some of the new new faces, the newcomers. But to me, it's the guys that have come back. And you know, these guys are veteran. They've been through a lot. They've been through a lot together. 
and I think the work ethic so far has been uh, you know, extremely noticeable, and, and these guys are fired up now to get back on the field. Yeah, Coach, it was fascinating. I think it was Jack Sawyer was the first one uh, to kind of signify that, you know what, I'm coming back, and then like Emeka and kind of everybody else uh, in that group followed. What does that, I mean, what does it say to you about those guys wanting to come back? Like, they could be in Indy right now, they could be participating in the Combine, they could be heading off uh, to the NFL, and nobody would be batting an eye, but what does, it, what does it say to you about this group that you've got coming back, hopefully loading up for a special year? Well, I think it started with, you know, the former players um, and the teams that have come before. I think it's always important to know, you know, where your program's been. And I think the brotherhood that's been set, you know, for a long time is real. And you don't come to Ohio State necessarily for that. You know, you, you come for, you know, so many other reasons. But once you get here, you know, the idea is that you stay for your teammates, you stay for your coaches, you stay because you want to be a Buckeye and you want to accomplish goals. And, and that, that's really what happened. And like you said, some of those guys jumped on early and said, hey, man, let's let's do this together. And, you know, we were able to, um, you know, have it make sense for those guys nowadays with, with some of the things that are going on, with the resources we have within the program. And, you know, some people really stepped up in big ways to make that make sense for them. Uh, but ultimately, you know, it has to be about unselfishness and, and wanting to be part of a team that accomplishes, you know, their goals and, um and so, you know, it's great to have these guys back. Um, I think the idea was to get the right people in the right seats in the off season. Um, I think we're pretty close to doing that. And, and then now it's all about going to work and, and being great uh, at the no-talent issues and, and really developing our discipline and our skill uh, this spring. So you make some moves, obviously, on the coaching staff. Chip Kelly, one of the more notable ones on the offensive side. Ryan, you know, a guy who you know, you've, you've been around you know, for really a lot of your college career, professional career coaching in the NFL as an assistant player with him. Now, you know, he's going to be working with you. You guys have been apart for a number of years now, diverged, coming back together. I'm sure there's a lot of similar uh, similarities in terminology, but just kind of philosophy. If you look at what UCLA did, I mean, big running team in a variety of ways. How we how are we planning on integrating that together? And you know what is kind of the philosophy as you two come back together? Yeah, it was very um, you know unique situation uh, for us to get back together like this. And um, you know, I first off, like you said, I played for him. I've worked for him. He's been a good friend. Uh, but we and we've always stayed in touch. So so he knows what Ohio State is. You know, he's not coming in blindly. Um, but I, but I think the thing that's been exciting so far is just sitting down as an offensive staff and and talking through the things that he's done, the things that we've done here the last, um, you know, six, seven, eight years, uh, the different quarterbacks that we've had, the challenges that we have, um, you know, the big teams and the big games that are coming ahead, you know, the, the change in the, the playoff system next year and how long that's going to be. It's going to be more like an NFL season. How does that all play into next year? And then just great schematic conversations. And then that will evolve. Um, you know, we really focus in the spring on developing the individual player uh, now the schemes have to get you know introduced, and, and guys have to understand how they fit into the schemes. But more importantly, we want to get guys better fundamentally, technically, uh, and then as we head into the, the summer, that's really where we start to bring in you know the schematics and the team of it all. Uh, but that being said, so far there's been great conversation. You know, I think our offensive staff is, is excited to have you know a new voice in there, a new perspective. So um, you know that's going to be you know exciting to wake up every morning and go to work knowing that, you know, it's going to be, um, you know, I think the offense will have a lot of similarities, but there'll be also a bunch of new things. 
He's head coach Ryan Day with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. You just mentioned it, Coach, 12-team college football playoff. Obviously a very seismic shift uh, in the college football landscape. I mean, even if you had got to a conference championship game, that's 13, 14, 15. If you make it all the way to the college football playoff final, now you're talking about 16, 17 games. Uh, I mean, how, how deep do you feel like you have to be at each position because, uh, I mean, we know there's going to be injuries. It's battle of attrition. It happens every single year. How deep do you feel like your roster needs to be um, to be able to be competitive in these extended seasons that we're going to get into here? I think it's a great question. It's something that, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about and talking to the staff and, and Mark D'Antoni about. You know, we used to go into a season used to saying, you know, you, you have a need a pair and a spare. Um, but I think it's more than that now because of the length of the season and, um, you know, in the NFL, if someone gets hurt, you know, you just you sign somebody else off of waivers. Well, you know, we only get so many guys. You know, we get 85 scholarship guys, and then we get some walk-ons. And, you know, you're going to have to play depth uh, early in the season. You're going to have to build depth early in the season because, uh, you know, those games, uh, as they mount up late in the season, uh, if you do lose guys, guys are going to have to step up and play. You're going to have to play depth. Um, and so I think that's critically important. So I think it, you know, in an ideal world, you're three deep at each position, um, and and that's you know a part of you know that first quarter of the season, first half of the season is building that depth and getting these guys on the field and getting those quality reps, so that in the second half of the season, you know, if, if guys need to step up in certain spots, they're ready to go. Uh, but I think it's it's a very interesting conversation because this is the first time we'll ever play this many games. So, Coach, have you, uh, are you getting a chance to head over to Indy at all? I know some of the coaches go. Sometimes they don't, you know, just depending on schedule-wise. So a couple of our assistants are going to go. Um, I think maybe James is going to head over and maybe Keenan Bailey to go see Cade. Um, just coming off of last week with the crews, I felt like I needed to be here with Chip and, and kind of grinding in the in the meeting room. Um, but but I know um, I've talked to those guys. You know, they're excited about getting over there. And, and then we have our pro day here, um, you know, in a couple weeks. So um, I won't be heading over, but a couple of our assistants will. So Kate Stover took to the podium uh, the other day and talking about you know his your impact upon him and just even his position change. I want to you know play about thirty seconds of this and then kind of hear your responses. You know he kind of credits a lot of his success and his career to you. I think Coach Day is an unbelievable person. I think he's an unbelievable mind, an unbelievable coach. So much of what we did, uh, though we came up short multiple, multiple times, I think so much of what we did and who I am as a person now comes from him, especially on the ball field-wise. I mean, he was a, he came up with the idea to come with the tight end in the first place. That was his thinking. And I respect the hell of that guy forever. He's never, ever not held his word with me, and that's, that goes a long way. Going to Ohio State gives you the best jump to start your life, start your NFL. NFL career, everything else, it prepares you for everything we can do here. Uh, Coach Mick, Coach Bailey, all the strength coaches. Those relationships I'll have for the rest of my life and cherish forever. So, Coach, I mean, obviously, the player transition from one position to another, big move. I mean, how, how do you generally approach those conversations with guys? Yeah, I mean, first off, you know, just hearing his voice, you know, kind of, you know, it's just the, you know, it almost puts the hair on the back of my neck up just because of what a special person he is and you know, how much, you know, being a Buckeye has meant to him and, and what he did and the way he developed when he was here and the impact he left. I mean, this guy left so much behind. He's just one of my favorite players. And, uh, man, I'm going to miss him. But, yeah, I think when, when you when you make it a, a position change, I think it has to come from the individual player. And, you know, if they're not willing to embrace it, then it probably isn't going to work. Because, as you know, you know, you're going to fail. 
you're going to fail quite a bit. Uh, and I think that was the thing with, with Cade was like, man, you, you have to want to do it. Here are the things that we see in you. I think you can be, you know, a top three round NFL, uh, NFL tight end, but, um, <clears throat> but you have to want to do it. And he, you know, he fought it a little bit early on. You know, he, he was a very uh, aggressive player, um, had that mentality that, you know, almost of a defensive player, but, um, you know, I, I challenge him. You, you can bring that same mentality at tight end, you know, and gave him some examples of that. And then during that Rose Bowl, he went back to linebacker and we had to <laughs> kind of talk him back into to play in tight end. Um, but, but, but he did, you know, he, he embraced it and then you just saw him develop over time and he became one of the best tight ends in the country. And I think, you know, any NFL team that gets him is not only going to get a great player, but an unbelievable guy for the culture of their team. You know, lastly, Coach, I mean, it's a position that you played, your son plays, it's obviously highest, highest scrutiny, a lot of movement in the quarterback room, young guys coming in, Will Howard coming over from uh, Kansas State, pretty crowded room. I mean, how do you try to deploy these guys in spring to kind of make sure everybody's getting reps, opportunities? I know you've looked at kind of two fields in the past. You know, How does that kind of look as far as trying to make sure everybody gets, gets the ample opportunity to may, be able to develop? Yeah, it's, it's about the reps, like you're saying. You just got to get get on the field and get these reps uh, going, and and then you know put a body of work together. And I think the thing that I'm going to share with them is that you can't win the job in one day, two days, three practices. You have to do it over time. Um, and so, what can happen in a situation like this is you want to stand out, and then you start you know maybe taking chances, and, and that's not going to help our guys. So, what we need to do is make sure we're getting them enough reps because that's ultimately what they want and that's what they need. They need to go play. So um, we'll find creative ways to create you know as many drills as possible to get them as many reps, whether it's seven-on-sevens, half-fields, and then obviously the teamwork will be the most important. Coach, we always appreciate the time. Thanks for carving out some of t- some time uh, out of your super busy schedule for us here this morning. Uh, have a great weekend, and we'll check in again soon. Thanks again. All right, guys. Thanks. Here goes Head Coach Ryan Day earlier with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Bob, you're going to recant some of your tales from the combine next. Mm-hmm. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a happy Friday. Right now, watch for crews clearing up a crash on the ramp from I 70 eastbound to I 270 southbound over on the east side of town. Backups are building in those southbound lanes right now. Also, watch out on State Route 665 just west of Harrisburg and Georgesville Road as it is shut down as crews work to clear up an incident over there. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If Bobby and Beamer aren't talking about it, it's not worth your time anyway. You're listening to Morning Juice. Coming up in our next segment, around 15 minutes from now, AJ Hawkey's going to join the program. God knows what we're going to talk about with him. We've got an NFL combine going on. Apparently, I just saw Steve Hellwagon tweet this out. Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to make a scheduled 820 a.m. interview phase. Unclear exactly what's up. There's no explanation as to where he is or if he will appear. I don't know if he's doing interviews this morning. I don't know if he got held up in that. Like, I mean, all these guys are on a pretty strict No, they wouldn't time have. They, unless there was something that got held up with medical. But I, they would not be having team interviews prior to that. Those are all in the evening. Unless they've 
dramatically change that. Out. So I'm sure it's something. I mean, there's something going on there, but yeah, uh, yeah we'll keep our eyes. Uh, well, he's on an that. indie kid, so you know. Well, I guess he. Is. Well, no, I guess they're in now. He grew up in Philly. His yeah. dad. He was born in Indianapolis, yeah. but he grew up in Philly. So the schedule for today coming up uh, on Friday. Who's working out? Josh Proctor, Cade Stover. Uh, are working out today. Mayan and Marv supposed to work out tomorrow. Marv obviously is not going to go. And I don't then- know if Mayan's going to work out either because I think he was recovering from some stuff at the end of the season. Okay, uh, so we'll keep our eyes on that. And then Matt Jones is going to be on Sunday. So that's your slate of the Buckeyes. Uh, and then I saw Steele and Tommy. They participated yesterday, and they, out of all the linebackers who participated in the gr- in, in the drills, they had the two fastest times in the twenty yard shuttle. Both of them, one and two. Good agility. Yeah. Good for those guys right there, man. It was awesome watching them work and watching them go back and forth and talk in between. Uh, just, it always warms your heart because, like, now they're on different paths of their career, but, you know, they're always teammates and you always be, you know, friends. The guys live together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those two guys in concert with Cade are a pretty special and unique group, you know, given the fact they live together. Cade came in as a linebacker. And left as a tight end. Steele came in as a running back and mm-hmm. left as a linebacker. Yeah. Um, so those guys flipping around a little bit, but just having such a great relationship between them is fantastic. Yeah, it really is. Um, you have any stories that stand out to you? Personal experience um, combine. Here's a great story, and this isn't well the Joe Vitt one where you know he was the he was the linebacker coach for the Saints. Talk, you know, AJ was right before me, and then Schleigs was right after me, and. Him trying to like pit us all against each other and trying to see, and, and I had talked to Joe after that, and the, and Sean Payton's a you know friend. He's like, that's Joe loves to do it, and I was like, I know Sean, you're like a Miami guy, you coach, you got your coaching started, Randy Walker, who's yeah. one of my dad's you know close friends, you know when he was playing, and it's like, what what's going on here? He's like, yeah, Joe just loves to do that, like that's rattle cages and see if guys like will talk trash about their yeah, teammates. Yeah, I'm better than him. Yeah. What you, you, see, you think we should draft him? No, I think you should draft me. So what, you, you don't think he's any good? I think he's a tackle merchant no, out there? No, I, I think he's very, well, he thinks he said that he carried you. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that's not, that's not what he said. Well, he did. He did. I'm like, okay. Well, well, we just had Bob in before you, AJ, and Bob said he was way better than you were. It literally was AJ before me, yeah. and then I, so I'm walking out, and Schlegs is in, I'm like, have fun. Don't believe anything they say. That <laughs> like, so, was like the same thing. AJ's like, enjoy that. I'm like, he, whatever. I'm like, he's not talking trash about me, and I'm not talking trash about him, and I'm not going to say anything about Schlegs either, and I know he's not going to say anything about us. Uh, so you've got that stuff going on there. But one of the great things, so they call it the train station. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in this hotel by Indy, and I'm not even sure what the name of it is, the brand, who knows. But it's right, it's, it used to be connected to the RCA Dome. It's okay. right there by Lucas Oil now. Yeah. And like, I think, it, I, yeah, I think we stay like there's like a this, JW Marriott and then there's yes, like another big this Marriott. Is older. Think, it's, okay. it's probably the older Marriott. Okay. Yeah. And in the middle, they have like these old train cars and you can sleep on them. There's rooms in there in the middle. It's like a big, uh, they've got like a big atrium area. And then there, the middle, there's a pool as well. And so all these rooms are circled around this atrium of the pool. And I think some of the people have rooms, you know, in the trains too. Uh, but you literally go there and they pick you up. Like I said, they pick you up. There. Like, you'll leave one meeting for the Falcons, and you have your list, and then your next meeting may be with the Bucks, And there'll be someone there from Tampa Bay, like Bobby. Like You walk out because you don't know where these rooms are. Right. And they're there to like usher you to the next meeting. And this guy was walking out, and I'll never forget, and he's talking. They give you every team, not every team, but they'll give you gear, backpack. I mean, I've got 
all these different clothes and crap. I had to give them to people and give them away. My brothers and dad. I'm like, what was, I got to drive by the Cowboys. What am I supposed to do with a Washington Redskins backpack now? <laughs> yeah, an Eagles you know, hat. Eagles hat. That's, seriously, it's like, yeah. give them away. This guy's walking out. He's got his backpack. And I forget who it was. And he's talking. And it was literally like a Dumb and Dumber Jim Carrey moment. Oh, yeah. He's looking back, talking to the coaches. Hey, this. And like then they have breakout sessions and talks and walks straight into the pool in a suit. <laughs> it was unreal. And it was like. And you're there. I mean, you're being ushered into another there's, room. There's yeah. 150 people oh out there. God. And it, if you ever want to be in a, like a movie where like they oh. screech the record and everybody stops, watching him fall into the pool fully suited. Was pretty remarkable. Yeah, football staff would say, you know what, that guy loves football so much. He was caring about ending that meeting the right oh, way. He didn't even care. I that felt there was so a pool bad for him. him. I felt so. You know bad. who he was? Do you know? I couldn't even tell you now. Because like they're like pulling me away, and the guy's like, "That sucks." And it's like, because he probably had another meeting to go in a full suit, uh, soaked. Um, tell us why you're soaking wet right well, now. I was talking to the coach behind me, looking over my shoulder, oh, walking, walking, walking. Oh, no more ground now into the pool. Oh my god. It's like Michael in the Koi Pond. It really was. Except like, nobody pushed him. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, Jim, maybe. But that's oh, yeah. it's, uh, but that's basically what it was. I mean, he walked right in there like Michael Scott walking in the Koi Pond. That'd be, a, that'd be one of the tougher things to compartmentalize well, you and re- recover meetings. from. That's what I mean. Like, there's, I don't know. I'd be rattled for the rest of the day. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, there because, are, their, their jobs are to rattle you. Oh, yeah. So you're already in that mindset, and then you fall into a pool. I'd be thrown off my game all day. Like, I forget the Jets when Mangini was there. I think I, San Antonio had them a little bit before me, but I go in there and he goes, You better be ready. He's like, You got the Jets? I'm like, Yeah. He goes, They're going to have all your, all your worst plays up. I'm like, What? He goes, Oh, yeah. He goes, They found. Doug plays up for my four years, drop catches, loafing on the backside, oh missing God. a block. <laughs> and he's like, these are like, what about this one? He's like, hold on. What game, what year? Like, I'm trying to call it. Why, why are you doing this? I don't know. This is, this is play 65 from 2004 against whatever. And it's just, it's like, oh my gosh. Okay. Explain yourself. Explain the worst things that you've done in your career. And you, they want to see if you're going to get rattled and do it. Well, yeah, I, you know, I should have probably intercepted it here. I dropped it. Uh, it's, it was. I need to play better. Like I don't know what you want. Yeah, that was me kind of jogging a little bit. And then I sped up. Yeah, I was maybe tired. Senior. There's, there's no excuses, cowboy. Cowboy. You know, it's, Maverick. That's what it is. And like you just have to own it. They just want to see where you own your mistakes. You know, and that's more or less what the combine's about. Uh, ten guys doing their Party job. Bob. We Party. got Bob over here loafing. Cowboy. Yeah. Looks like you lost contain on this play. Everybody <laughs> else was inside. You didn't care about your teammates here? Uh, actually, everybody else got the wrong call. I was the, wrong, uh, <laughs> I was was the, the right only call. one. They were all wrong, sir. <laughs> yeah, Change a- calls. I play with a bunch of idiots. What do you want me to say? AJ Hawks next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a happy Friday to you. Still watching road closures on State Route 665 over on the southwest side as crews work to clear up an incident from overnight. This is on 665 just west of Harrisburg and George's Road. We are seeing no crashes across your central Ohio interstates right now. Everything moving along with no problems. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagger. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done. Panic and passion. Uh, is that a motivational quote or the title of an adult romance novel? <laughs> You're listening to Morning Juice. We're Friday edition of the program. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. And every single Friday at this here time, we get to check in with this man. A man with many career achievements. Leading tackler in Centerville football history. Leading tackler in Green Bay Packers history. Still afraid of Larry Knopfsinger. And the crowning achievement, the third member of the Island Boys, A.J. Hawk. Sponsored by FanDuel, the exclusive online sportsbook partner of Morning Juice. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash juice. And now the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check with A.J. Hawk. A.J., happy Friday to you, buddy. Always appreciate the time. Bob was just telling us a story about Joe Vitt at the NFL Combine, how you threw Bob way under the bus. <laughs> and uh, and Joe Vitt, you know, saying that, yeah, Bob was not very good and you were the reason and holding him up. I mean, is there any truth to that story? <laughs> There's that whole – Bobby has a great memory. But, yeah, when it comes to all of that, yeah, the Combine, there was a lot of stuff going on there. They're trying to turn us against each other, trying to get us to say stuff bad about, like, our, our teammates and different things. And I never – no, I didn't take the bait. I didn't do any of that. That's – you know, it was, um, I have, I have started like now that the combines on TV and they're doing everything. I've been thinking about all the different little things that happened at the combine and man, what, a, what an eventful, like three and a half days that is. All right. So we know you didn't take the bait. Bob didn't take the bait. Now the real kicker in this, do you think Schlegs in that interview took the bait? <laughs> uh, no, I would like to say that as I would like to, um, try to joke and even say Schlegs took the bait, but no, you know, Schlegs, like Schlegs was. Yeah, no, he he's not gonna. He's hey, not gonna they said that about he's me. He's not gonna give up. <laughs> yeah, he he would be hurt. His feelings would be real cool. There's no way my guys are my guys. They didn't say that, did they? Like, yeah, it would have been. I hope they have the, that recorded somewhere. Any other fond memories or just interesting memories you have of the combine? I know we sit here and watch it and all the workouts and everything else. The meetings are always the funnest part, but anything overly unique that uh, stands out from heck? What was it? Eighteen years ago. Man, um, yeah, like I just remember all of the all the meetings with the teams. And you have fifteen minutes to meet each team, and you just go down the line meeting with each guy over and over again. I remember a couple of different. I remember Saban was the head coach of the the Dolphins at yep. the time, and I came in after you and Schlegs, and they had us on the board. And so, you know, Saban he knew our defense because Antonio uh, was with him in Michigan State, and there's a lot of crossover to everything he's done. He even knew the names of some of the blitzes. And I remember trying to draw up. He's like, draw up like two of your favorite blitzes. And each one I started to draw. He's like, no, nope, Bobby and Schlegs already drew this. Give me another one. And he kept telling me, like, no, nope, we already have this. Those guys already, those guys already did Miami. I'm like, okay, here we go. Uh, Tahoe, I'm drawing up. He's like, no, nope, I already know. We already know that. We saw it. Give us another one. And he kept, I'm like, man, how did I get last in the list of <laughs> with Bobby and Schlegs with Saban here? But it seemed to be all right. I, I, uh, I think I did okay. But I just remember all like the, I just assumed everything was like a mind game. Everything was a test and they're trying to mess with you the whole time. That's, uh, that's amazing. I, I don't think you've ever told me that before. That's, that's, uh, oh yeah, yeah. The benefit, happened, Bob. I, yeah, the benefit, I guess, of going first in that um, always a little bit better, a little bit easier uh, as you kind of cruise through. Um, I, I was stumbling across something yesterday, AJ, on social media, and you and I both played with Adam Pacman Jones. You know, I played with him in Dallas. You played with him in Cincinnati. Definitely one of the more unique and colorful characters <laughs> that's ever graced the yeah. NFL. Um, do you know where his nickname Pac Pac Man originates? I no, I, I do not. I 
There was something online that I didn't get to see. I just saw like the thumbnail with talking about what is it? Where did it come from? So this is during a broadcast. This is during this is during a game. While he's playing at West Virginia, Jerry Punch, I think, is the sideline or color analyst talking about this. And this was news to me. I mean, I've you know known Pac-Man about as long as you have. I thought it was something because, I don't know, he gobbled up yards or something like that in high school or when he was a kid. I don't know, maybe liked to eat something. But this is about something he liked to nibble on when he was younger. Guys, we call Adam Jones Pac-Man all night long, and you wonder why he got the name Pac-Man. I asked him today at the hotel. He said his mom gave him that name because when he was a baby, he would munch down on the nipple like the little Pac-Man character you see munching down on the, whatever he's going against. And he asked his mom, he said, did you have to continuously buy new bottles of nipple for me? She said, no, I was breastfeeding. But I did spend a lot of money, though, on ice packs. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I guess- I never asked Pac himself what, how he got the name, but that's unbelievable if that's really the, the case. I know I was, I was breastfeeding like old Jerry Punch with a little delivery there, too. That's a good one. It was phenomenal. I mean, if any of your four kids, I mean, would we have to talk to lovely Laura? Is any of them worthy oh, of the name Pac-Man? I don't think so, but I don't know, man. Maybe. How about you? Uh, yeah, that's awesome. No, not me. I don't think so. But uh, Judy you know, or know. Laura. <laughs> she doesn't tell. Judy Hawk's memory doesn't go back that far, Bob. She doesn't know. She doesn't know what happened last week, probably. So I don't know if she's going to remember all of that. But yeah, that's a, that's an interesting Pac-Man story. I guess I never thought of of all the reasons why he was named Pac-Man. I guess that's not one that wasn't in the top five of reasons I thought he was named Pac-Man. He is AJ Hawk with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Outline. Bob, so when Bob sends out stuff to our group text with me and Shark on it. Sometimes I like to click, and sometimes I like to just listen uh, live in the show to be as surprised as you were. And I actually clicked on that yesterday, and my jaw hit the ground, not because of the nickname necessarily, but because that was said in a college football broadcast, like on, on a game broadcast. I'm like, I can't believe they were talking about this on the air during a football game. Like, that was pretty tremendous. I mean, yeah, I wish how awesome it would be if Romo was in the booth for that oh, and they gosh. were talking about it. I think oh, Romo God. would have had a great reaction. He had a great story. That's, I would love to see his reaction in the booth in real time. I mean, you guys could maybe work something like that into the, one of the, the mega casts with Pat. I mean, there's there's a lot of endless opportunities wow. their age to be able to dive in on some some goodness. Um, I know that you guys, you had your, your guy Henny playing, uh, Hendricks playing some fifth grade basketball i mean is that wrapped up how did that go and was it successful or did we end the season you know just sad and disappointed like basically every kid yeah well you know like you can't, you can't win them all we didn't play in like there's a COVID tournament or whatever we didn't play in that we were in a little different league um but yeah things are the whole season it was a good season for him from our fifth grader hendrix he starts some AAU stuff here starting up here real soon but lacrosse this lacrosse season man we i love this the, the weather is beautiful where we got this nice sun, and we got there. I'm hoping it sticks around for a while. We're, we're transitioning to lacrosse right now, and some AAU basketball for the two oldest ones. Um, but yeah, like I'm not, I'm not on the bench coaching right now, so it's always a little bit better. Uh, you know, when I coach my daughter's fifth and sixth grade team, that was always um, a situation, depending on how the game went, depending on how he she played, if anyone was talking to me after the game or not. But I was always very positive and trying to pump the girls up and tell them all to shoot. I wanted to. Be, I wanted. I wanted all. When I'm coaching basketball, I always said, "Hey, if we pass the ball up, we're eventually going to get a turnover. We know we're dribbling off our foot. They're going to steal it. So if you get the ball and you feel like you're open, just fire that thing wherever you are, and we'll try to get the rebound." So I want to create shooters here because I tell these young kids like 
you're growing up in the greatest time ever to play basketball. Like when I played basketball, me you know, Centerville, uh, yeah. jump stop, pump, pump fake. We're winning games yeah, like we're winning games twenty five to fifteen like <laughs> in high school. That's the problem. Like I played when basketball wasn't fun and you're not allowed to run. You gotta pass the ball eighteen times before you can shoot. Like these kids now, it's so awesome playing basketball where you're it's encouraged to fire the ball from everywhere on the court, and it's just it's a fun time to, to really watch and play basketball. Well, here's the best part. You know, now your kids are you know fifth and seventh grade. Um, Kellen, my fourth year, they just found out about uh, something called you know the max prep ratings uh, for the state, yeah. and so I mean, there's been like utter despair as I have to listen to my kids tell me how we're playing against the third best ten uh, year old in the state <laughs> for whatever the, whatever the heck that oh, means. Gosh. It's real. I, I have heard a little bit of that where kids will like briefly mention, oh, I guess they got a kid that's ranked like something in the state. And I was like, what are you talking about? We're nine to 10 years old. Like, there's, okay, let's get real. Yeah. You got some kid that has a mustache when he's 10. Yeah, of course he's going to dominate these young <laughs> when they haven't, they're not growing up. Like, let's get real. We, we don't know anything until at least like middle of high school of what anybody is going to be. So like we can pump the brakes a little bit on that. You got any uh, great plans coming up here for this weekend? What's the Hawk household getting into? Mm. No, luckily like we're in a weird, like a good, a cool time to where we're not crazy overbooked with games and practices. So we have some stuff my little boys are finishing up their little church league basketball stuff. So that'll be fun. Um, but other than that, like, do some team bonding for lacrosse, my daughter, different things, and hopefully take advantage of some nice weather and get outside and do something. Yeah. Did you say some team bondage for the your relate your marital relationship too? I did not. No, I said team bonding oh, for my the, bad. lacrosse girls. It's like a scheduled team bondage situation. We're going to drop them off at the high school, and they have they're doing some things. But no, other than that, Bob, I'm not sure what's on the docket for the weekend. Buddy, always appreciate the time. Have a good one. We'll check in again soon. Okay. All right, thanks, guys. There you go. AJ Hawk with us here on the Bright Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. There was a hesitation there at the end. (laughs) Slight hesitation from him. We're going to really have to psychoanalyze that during the break, and when we get back, we'll reveal our fan poll. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Friday morning to you. Right now, if you're heading out the door, we are crash-free across central Ohio. Seeing a little bit of busy traffic on I-70 where it meets I-670. Also on I-270 where it meets 33 on the southeast side. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Staggerwolf. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beam has a baby face. Bobby has soft hands. That should not stop you from listening to this show. This is Morning Juice. Wrapping things up here. A little Friday edition of the program. Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. And we here on The Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them online over at feelgreatcolumbus.com. No Uncle Bo today. you got Reese, you got Bids, and you've got Bakes coming up here. I'm going to be on until noon oh, afterwards. Yes. Thank you for this. I knew it was coming. So I think we, we listened to this last week, but I I mean, as much as we can possibly get from this. This is number, or maybe got gold in, 90, in 77, I think. 
This is a great one. Uh, the scene yeah. in Blow, where when Johnny just, Depp... Has when, the, when their business just starts booming. Yeah, and he's walking through the airport and has like that white leisure suit. He like looks linen. Oh, it looks so good. Flare bottoms on the pants. Yeah. I, mean, I went in with a bachelor's degree in marijuana, and I came out with a doctorate in cocaine. It's so great. I think that's the line. That's the line, it? yeah. That's the line. It's a great movie. It's a tremendous... It's very depressing, though. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's I horribly it until, sad. like, the last... Last half hour. It's when just, he's older and oh, he gets pinched again. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. very depressing. Not near as exciting as A.J. Hawk's life and weekend. <laughs> that team, that, that team marital bondage situation he is, they have going on. So that'll be big. Yeah, you're right. This song, though, immediately I go to the movie Blow. Yeah. There's like, oh, he has like an analogy that like cocaine rushed into the United States. Like, so, like I forget yeah. what it was, rushed on the scene. Like, it's, it's just great. It's just, that's, that's a high level giant. When he's guy. on the island, he's got the yeah. empty clip and the gun with his partner. Oh. Oh, man, it's great. And by the way, I always thought if you have seen the movie Goodfellas, because Ray Liotta is obviously, yeah. you know, the main character in Goodfellas, and he is Johnny Depp's dad in Blow. Yeah. I always thought it was the same woman from Goodfellas that was the same actress that played Mom, in Blow. Yeah. Like, they got them back together because they looked very similar, yeah. and they're different people. Really? I, yeah, I always just thought that it was the same... It was the Georgie. same actress. Yeah. Hey, Georgie. Georgie. She calls the cops on him. He's like, what, what are you doing? He's a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Georgie, you could have been anything. Oh, it's so... Oh, it's so crazy. Gosh, I was... I don't. I might have to watch that again, but I'll have to watch it with a definitely a full pour the whole time. Just it's so frustrating. But hey, we had a great show today. Oh, man. we did have a great Ryan show. Ryan Day on AJ, um, Bill Landis, Jeff, Jeff. He was super excited about things. Jeff had Polish legs this morning. He nearly didn't wake up. Yeah, asking Bill. I mean, hopefully, I gave him his first question for Ryan's availability. How's he gonna? What, what's the process? The first time you have to overrule your former head coach and boss, right? Now that you're the boss, what's that gonna be like? Who's the boss, Tony Danza? <laughs> what's that situation gonna look like? Yeah, and Ryan Day, you asked. I mean, I think Bean got his first great question from Ryan Day. I did. Yeah. It's a great question. Did you able? Were you able to contain uh, Bob and the Buckeye Cruise? Great question. That wasn't the great question. It's more about <laughs> brotherhood. Or I liked else. how he steered away from that. He did. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he looks out for Nobody's me. able to contain him. What he are you talking out, about? He looks out after me. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm just trying to shepherd myself from one one end of the cruise to the other, the best I can. Played a lot of euchre, though. I had a good time. So, great week. Fun week to be back. Started a little bit long, you know, when you're coming off vacation, but... Yeah, I had a ceiling collapse in the middle. I had some child care issues. But you know what? We made it to March. Kind of feels good having the first day of the month be on a Friday. Like that Doesn't was yeah. that was kind of the climax of the month, the apex, if you will. Now we just get to dig into the month of March and hopefully spring. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be seventy to sixty-five degrees, I think, on Sunday and seventy on yeah. Monday. Like it's, it's really be- nice. Hopefully it's not raining. Get some nice spring ball outside. I yeah. think we might be wrapping some stuff around that with the with the uh, station. So maybe do some stuff, get engaged with that out there. But I mean, before you know it, man, it will be mid-May. And now we're twerking for the weekend, Shark. What's better than that? That big weekend in Buckeye sports, hoops, Michigan for the men, Iowa for the women. I mean, Iowa chance to sweep the Hawkeyes. How about that? Out there. I mean, that thing's going to be a packed house. Oh, it'll be mayhem. 500 bucks a ticket. 
for, just to get for in. crap seats. Yeah, just I mean, to get that's, two. That's, that's 300 for standing, standing room. Standing room. I mean, I didn't even know the college has had standing room tickets. I didn't either. Where do you stand? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I, I've never been to Carver Hawkeye. I don't know how it's built because some, I mean, college Best arenas, shops. you know, like you go. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure he's been there. Um, like you walk into the arena and then you go down into yeah, your seats. dug in. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe when you walk in, you can stand like, up, up top and, and watch, but uh, I'm not, not really sure. Yeah. But yeah, we had an awesome program today. You should fire up the podcast here in about 10 minutes. Uh, if you didn't get to hear Ryan Day, you get to hear some of us talking about your combine stories. It was a great, mm. great program today. A lot of good stuff today. What are, you getting big, into, what are you getting into this weekend? Well, we got like a little game show thing over in Hilliard we're going to do tomorrow. Right. Tonight, uh, yeah, I think our third time, he's got a little hanging out with Hendrix, AJ's boy, and then... Uh, I don't know. We kind of the world's our oyster tonight. You know, see what happens. Got a lacrosse scrimmage tomorrow. Pretty open week. Like AJ said, this is kind of the sweet spot. End of February, early March. You haven't really started spring sports yet in Ohio because generally the weather stinks too bad to be yeah. outside a lot. Are you guys done with wrestling? Yeah, yeah. Wrestling was done a couple weeks ago. Okay, nice. Basketball finished up last weekend, and so we're we're where we need to be. Like feeling good. I enjoy a little bit of sports, not a ton. Today's fan poll, sponsored by ERA Auto Care, Masters of Our Craft. Out of us three, which one would you want as your teammate on The Amazing Race? Me, Bob, or Shark? Shark, what was the fan poll? I didn't give you a fan poll today. I know you didn't. Is that, <laughs> is that the fan poll? I, I just made it up. Yeah, there we go. That is it. Amazing I, I would, Race. I would most want... Starts next weekend, Shark. I would most want Shark um, to be my partner. Yes. Although, I don't know, Bob. You and I could be a little fire I, I and ice. To say, have you done the fan poll yet, Shark? No. Here's the fan poll. How many games will the Buckeye men's hoops team win the rest of the year? Zero to one, two, three, four, plus? If they win four plus, they might be making the tournament. Of course. Yeah, two games in the Big Ten tournament, the remaining two. I mean, if you somehow get that semifinal, like you'd feel pretty good about that. How about you don't win any games in the that's, regular season, you win four in well, the Well, that's also, that's also the math works on that well. <laughs> I got as it. Well. Yeah. Because you, you get the AQ beside your name then, Beam. Yeah, the automatic qualifier, the automatic bid. You that might be a little it. ambitious, but you should be able to, if you lose these next two, the NCAA is yeah. going to hold their nose as they put you in. Because yeah. there's no, you're playing two of the worst teams, and literally the worst team who already beat you once. You can't get swept by the no. last place team. And you can't get swept by Michigan. Yes. You can't, you cannot let that happen. General, I had so much fun this week. What do you say? Reconvene on Monday at the last. You good with that? Yes. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Reese, Bids, Bakes, they're up next until noon. We are back live on Monday morning at 6 a.m. to break everything down. Have a good weekend. Talk to you Monday. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a happy Friday to you. Right now a little bit of busy traffic on 161 coming in and out of New Albany. Also seeing some traffic on I-270 where it meets 33 on the southeast side. But no crashes to let you know about right now. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Starterwald. It's a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. ESPN Bet, the official sportsbook of ESPN. What a play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Another win and a cover for Jake Diebler of Buckeye Hoops, baby. Closing as a two-and-a-half point favorite without Bruce Thornton. Ohio State wins by nine. Since Diebler took over, the Buckeyes are three and one straight up and against the spread. Michigan is Sunday. For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good morning, I'm Ryan Baker. No Bruce Thornton, no problem for the Buckeyes as they beat Nebraska 78-69 at the shot last night. Thornton missed his first game ever for Ohio State with a migraine, but Jamison Battle stepped up in a big way, scoring a season-high 32 points to lead the way. Roddy Gale had a double-double with 16-10. and 10. The Buckeyes are 3-1 and one since Jake Diebler took over as interim coach after Chris Holtman was fired. Next up, it's Senior Day on Sunday as OSU battles Michigan at 4. Alex Nylander scored his first points as a Blue Jacket with a goal and an assist, but it wasn't enough as the CBJ fell to the Carolina Hurricanes 4-2. Cole Sillinger also scored for the Jackets, giving him goals in back-to-back games. Columbus heads to Chicago to face the Blackhawks tomorrow night at 8. And Iowa's Caitlin Clark announced that she will be entering the WNBA draft at the end of the season. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.